Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, September 4th, 2015, and it's The Relevant Podcast, back with a normal episode. Feels good. I'm, uh, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, Eddie Big Cat Coffold. Fantastic. It's good to see you, man. Yeah, it's yeah. Nice. nice. This is familiar. Uh, on the ones and twos over there, our illustrious producer, Jeremiah Dunlap. Oh, I get an intro this week. Oh. I, I, didn't, I didn't get an intro at the live show. I know. I, I noticed that after maybe, the fact. Maybe if you'd worked a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> out of sight, out of mind, man. You weren't on stage with us. Uh, on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, that's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And might I add, comfortably seated. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> and uh, all the way from Portland, Oregon, Joy Egrich. Present. Yes. Uh, so this week's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Uh, we just did a live show. You might have heard about. Did not catch it. I will catch it, though. Uh, I built a little website for it on Squarespace. Yeah, yeah. And uh, people came. And I uh, see that right there proves the theory that Squarespace is an effective way to uh, launch a website. How long did it take you to build it? Ah, like an hour. 75 days. I threw, wow. I threw it together, yeah. Uh, with Squarespace, your sites look professionally designed regardless of your skill level. No coding is required. Even Eddie can build a site. It's intuitive and easy to use. Uh, Squarespace has state-of-the-art technology powering your site, ensuring security and stability, and it's trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world. Plans start at just 8 bucks a month, and you get a free domain if you sign up for a year. You can start your free trial today with no credit card required at squarespace.com, and when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. I, I a little bit resented the fact that you said even I could build it, and then I was like, yeah, well, that is true. It is true. You build, you build, <laughs> it's kind of rude, but I actually mean, it totally says true. a lot about the product. Yeah. <laughs> you can build a website. You built edgyeddy.com. With- I do think the true test would be if, I mean, I, I believe Eddie could do it. I don't know about myself. Oh. So if you guys have a little uh, test case website you want me to try out, maybe, it might it might make sales go down for Squarespace. But Jesse, maybe she can build the next season's Oscars.biz. Oh, yeah, I would, it's just around the corner. I would love to see what crazy unicorn gifts are just like. But see, that's the thing about Squarespace—they almost like don't let you ruin you, you, you it. You can't. It's almost impossible <laughs> to make it ugly. Yeah, it's almost impossible. To I make would, it. I would that's be their to. new tagline. It's almost impossible to make it ugly. Yeah, Squarespace. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we have a lot to talk about. First of all, we have a great show. Coming up later on the show, David Oyelowo, uh, star of the new movie Captive, uh, Selma. He's coming up on the show. An amazing actor. And uh, the reason why he's coming on the show is he's also in the new issue of Relevant, which just came out. And uh, we, for the other segment, our editors join us. And we let you uh, behind the scenes on the new issue of Relevant. Uh, Jim Gaffigan is on the cover. Yes. It's one of my favorite uh, gets that we've had in a while. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's coming up later, but before all that, we have a little housekeeping to talk about. Yes. We just did a live show. 
really something. It's wasn't been it? about a week and a half. We've been able to detox off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have. We haven't seen each other. Yeah. I mean, I've seen I've seen Jeremiah, but we haven't seen each other since the live show. Uh, what's funny about how are y'all you, feeling? What's funny about you saying that is we've all kind of. Like, we were all up in each other's world right before the show, yeah. and then afterwards, like, none of Silence. us have really texted. <laughs> I, I didn't listen to the show until on the way in today. Like, it's all been like, okay. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> Enough for Halloween. It wasn't like, oh, so great seeing you. You know? Yeah, like, there like, was that. Bye. But then we, like, had to yeah. get home. <laughs> yeah, it was like, we're all, we're all leaving now. What have we done? <laughs> what, what have, have we, we done? done? Lord, forgive us. What a show, though. There was controversy, though, because I really enjoyed standing. I liked that element, and I was thinking of trying to make an at-home studio where I stand right. and uh. then come to find out Jesse does not like standing. Well, uh, <laughs> no, no, what, what, okay. People, when they see the live show footage, okay, so we, we put the audio experience up last week and, yeah. and frankly, I'm just going to say this. If you didn't see it, it's a hot mess to listen to it only. <laughs> the, I, I don't the, agree. Well, I, I there I are certain slices by certain podcast members in Virginia that <laughs> just only brought well, a cli- okay, it just okay. brought a bunch of silent clips for us to watch together in a room. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. T- hey. time out here, time out here, because you made this comment to me before, and I have two things to respond. One, it's not like these were new to you, like that. This reservation could have been brought up beforehand. And two, I'm not the only one who brought clips where the primary punchline was visual. I'm just saying, hey, hindsight's twenty twenty. Also, I just responded to you, but it was a thumbs down, but no one would know because you can't see me. It was just listening. Tyler, Tyler see had how it an doesn't entire work? bit where he cut out magazines. Yeah, but, but you know what? But, but Tyler least, was Tyler. At least his characters talked. Your clips, it was like, hey, look, like, a guy's like jumping said, off the diving act, board quietly. Like I surprised everyone with this. <laughs> right. As if Jeremiah and you, Cameron, were readily involved the night before helping me edit them together. But, hey, there's lots of lessons we learned. That's the point. We learned it's not about lot. pointing fingers about who some people say sat down inappropriately. No, it's no. not about... <laughs> no. Whose content was only made for a live audience? It's not about that. Let's so, uh, let's so, talk about the sitting down. So, so the part two of it was we had standing height desks and okay. we had bar stools. Right. Uh, and and uh, at the uh, run through, uh, it was noted by uh, the people leading the the, the walkthrough that um, hey guys, when you guys are kind of sitting on the chairs, it looks squatty and weird because the audience is seeing your legs. And so it was decided, okay, cool, let's all stand. I mean, Eddie and I stand while right. we record. And uh, standing is not awkward to look at because you look at pastors standing all the time, right? right. So, and Shauna was wearing a really, really short skirt, so we <laughs> wanted her to not sit down. So we decided at the walkthrough together that we'll stand. And uh, and so the stagehands left the ch- the stills there, you know, I guess uh, for emergency use only. Yeah, and like in case there was like something else happening, we could like sit and have Yeah, them. yeah during the breaks and stuff, right. kind of lean back, take your feet, load off your feet for a minute. Or a song's happening or something. So, but so then we're all agreeing to stand. Yeah, so we're all agreeing to stand. And then about halfway (laughs) through the show, I look to my left, we're all standing. Jesse decided to cop a squat. You're you're acting as if. My legs are tired. I have to sit down. I'm so (laughs) sleepy. Okay, okay. You're you're acting as if I just decided to, like, you know, pull up a lazy boy, you know, pull the side handle and just lounge for the rest of the show. I'm talking, we're talking here at the most. 90 seconds spurts. 90 seconds spurts my throughout the rest of the show. Cameron, so I look can, can over. I, can, I, can, I say what the, <laughs> can I say what the problem was, was with my slice? Yeah, please. <laughs> I put too much faith in Jeremiah. <laughs> I think. I thought that in post, he would make it work. I wasn't going to think about it because 
the conversation we had, it said, "Hey, make it like the Oscars, not this." Yeah, mm-hmm. which was yeah. which was funny and visual and fun. Yeah, I obviously thought Jeremy would work his magic and somehow translate that into auto experience. Yeah, he Jess, disappointed me. I don't want to point fingers here. <laughs> but I'm going to. <laughs> so the Oscars.biz, we're going to get into technical terms here. That works because you kind of narrate. Everyone right. narrates what's just, happening. Let's just but say, Jesse let's had just to sit down. Let's call a spade a spade here. <laughs> he Jeremiah was tired. Really dropped the ball. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know what, Jeff? I'll go and, with you on Andy, that. you know what? He whispered to me. I didn't tell you guys this, and don't, Jeremiah don't. wasn't going to reveal this. Jesse, us. please don't do this. Don't he whispered to me okay. going up on the stage. He said, oh, "Hey, God. buddy, if you, if your legs if your if your legs get a little weak, and, and I know you've been dancing around doing a band rehearsal, go ahead, and pop a squat there. I've got a chair. Go ahead and have There's a chair there for a reason. Don't okay. forget. He said, don't forget. He said, break a leg out there. Okay, friendship. And the over, chairs Jesse. are there for a reason. That's yeah. what he said. It won't wreck the show. That's fine. It I can't trust you anymore, all, all Jesse. All I have but to that's say, fine. Cameron, is I think there were lessons learned." I think there was a lesson yeah, learned. Don't which, give Jesse a chair. Right. Make sure that the, his slice is people talking. Yeah. Though I will say, despite its, cl- despite the clear insensitivity to the to the Bible and to ethics, I would say my slice worked pretty well on an audio. Yours was the the best audio slice of the night. Can I talk about what I think so, is the funniest well, moment? People who want to see what we're talking about, oh, yeah. we put the audio up last week. Obviously, yeah. uh, two hundred gigs of footage and kind of trying to fix the camera angles so Jesse's squatting isn't like. Dist- Distracting and <laughs> recutting it and all this stuff. The videos have taken longer to go out. Uh, throughout this past week, we've been posting all the extras. So Joy's segment is on the YouTube channel. Oh. The opening video, uh, the the band performance, the, all the other th- all the individual things. And then today, when this show goes up, the full night, the two hour experience will will be on the YouTube channel. So. Uh, you know, I think I think we we have a lot of uh, of thoughts and, and lessons and things that that went well. Things maybe we do different next time. What's the plan? Are we going to have one in the future, and will it be much different from the experience people had here in Orlando? Okay, this is interesting. I, you brought it up. I have a lot. Okay, of so here's the deal. We've we we've made decisions. We know what we're doing. Okay, uh, I can I can guarantee that we had so much fun doing this one every year. <laughs> Uh, what, I don't know if we'll do August and so maybe maybe push it back to better weather. But yeah, every yeah. year in Orlando, we'll have a live podcast event like that. Yeah, um, we'll do a once a year podcast palooza type fun thing, family reunion, and it'll just be a blast like that. We're also discussing different other event options that would not be in Orlando that might be in other places around the country. Uh, but we're looking at we are looking at some West Coast stuff. We're looking at some some different things that we might do. Uh, might do, try a few next year. Um, but but for sure, no matter what we're doing in the other event stuff, um, some some big things some medium things are in works uh regardless what happens in that stuff let's do a party every year here in yeah. orlando and have friends come down I, it was too much fun yeah it was a lot of fun i'm sorry and and, and jesse uh no chairs next year yeah and I'm, remember I'm glad we can remember that ahead of it's time. an audio medium that's all i'm saying and i probably should run my stuff by a pastor first yeah. <laughs> that'll be my but are you the pastor isn't just called and i think i've drifted i don't know what's happening <laughs> yeah and should i bring in like a third party producer the night before to make these slices <laughs> oh. because the two people how, on hand how you doing right now jeremiah you feeling all right yeah this is really fun <laughs> No, no, I'm after, saying no. After I'm spinning, saying, no, I, no, no, I'm saying no. Jeremiah Jesse, and Cameron give were him a second. with me putting. I, Cameron's acting like I just like whipped that out and like <laughs> you know like was like an espionage thing where I slid a USB drive into Jeremiah's computer. The, <laughs> like I, I did this crazy hack switch. 
Cameron and Jeremiah were there with me the night before <laughs> putting that together. Feels a lot like place and blame and point and finger. So you know what, Jesse? If you need it, I'll take the responsibility. That was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> if you need that, I'm Jesse, just saying, that's okay. I'm just saying. Sorry, It's everyone. not like I blindsided you guys with yeah. it. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Jesse. This has been so well, much fun. We we had like <laughs> I'm Jeremiah. I'm, I'm Cameron was there too. We, we, he saw them. He I saw the whole run through twice. Is that to... not true? Is that not true? I Jesse, saw it when you were done. It was too late. It was late in the <laughs> night before. You, you were sitting there while I was doing it. I thought I thought you were just going to try to console me and say I'm just kidding. Let me take responsibility. And all you did was throw Cameron under the bus with me. No, I just no, assumed... I'm not throwing under the bus. I'm saying it was shared. Okay. I just assumed two. To, uh, to the, the comment that was given earlier, I assumed that there would be some sort of live narration. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing that this is a visual thing and the listeners need to know what's what we're seeing, I thought there would be a live narration that didn't happen. Well, that it's, was, too, it's really hard to narrate when you're sitting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. You can't get your breath. Yeah. 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 His little legs hurt, though. <laughs> well, he was running around. Oh, he was running around. Sweat towel. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. What was your uh, favorite favorite aspect of the whole thing oh. I, I you know what well, I, I thought I, I thought for me the, the thing I was most pleasantly surprised about was how cool the people were that came totally so, yeah. like I was a little nervous because yeah. you just don't know who's connecting with this I mean we interact with some people on Twitter but I thought it was amazing like the guys who came from London <laughs> and and the girl who came from uh, Brussels and and uh, people came from Canada and West Coast San Diego and Seattle they were. I mean, it's just so cool. And even just Tampa, like, yeah. people, you know, like yeah. people drove and really came. Yeah, people them. drove from Detroit. I mean, yeah. it was just like, okay, so we're here. And I thought the coolest thing that I saw was like everybody kind of came and like didn't know anybody, right. and so they all like clicked, and they all were going to Red Light or going to Hansons, and like they became friends and seeing on Twitter like people like keeping in touch. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, to see the kind of connection that happened. Yeah. that night that yeah. was fun. That was by far the the best part. Yeah, that was that sure. hangout afterwards was just. Really, really neat, and really like uh, I don't know. Just felt really grateful for people. It <laughs> yeah. was weird signing stuff, but it was cool talking to yeah, people. I signed an autograph one time in college as a joke. Like somebody was goofing on me and was like, "Oh, will you sign?" And I was like, "Yeah," and that was a joke. And then that night, I'm like, somebody ha- that was the first thing somebody handed me, and I'm like, "You want me to sign a poster?" That uh, was ruin a- it. Like it's it's clean. Yeah, you have, a, you have a lovely poster there. <laughs> <What are> you- <laughs> Eddie, how many of those posters, along with your name, did you put "Song of Solomon's" and in, in, in just some random verse in there? <laughs> all of them. All of Eddie them. Eddie Kaufholz, God bless. Song of Solomon's eight. 14. Yeah. <laughs> it's like climbing, climbing the pineapple tree, yeah. grabbing the coconuts oh, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. I tried Can to, I, I tried, I got in trouble on the line though. What'd you do? I just talked too much. Yeah, you, you, people had to wait an hour because of the <laughs> bottleneck happening at the end of the table because Mr. Chatty O'Brien down there. Guess who, guess that, what though? That's somebody else figured out because that sweet Amy was like, Eddie, you You've have got to you, stop talking. And I, and I whispered to her, I was like, no, I don't. You have to keep the line moving. <laughs> and she realized, oh, and so she would just be like, all right, everyone, we got a show far to sign. Like, keep moving on. But I, it was, <laughs> we got in trouble for that a couple That's times. Funny. Oh, well, Jesse, I interrupted you. Oh, no, I was just or, saying. Or, or was that what you were saying? You just weren't using noise. Did we? Were we supposed to understand it just then? <laughs> he acted he out. I mean it out. It was so, it was so compelling. Yeah. yeah, so compelling. A silent. I was going to say a highlight for me is one part. My lumbar region was just screaming, <laughs> <laughs> and I got at the most ninety seconds. My lumbar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because I had a two-hour band practice earlier that day. So anyway, what? Who say? Who else has some highlights? I like the food part. Oh yeah. 
the food part like the food trucks no no where we got to make food on stage that oh. was so much fun yeah that oh. was fun you guys are good sports i like the beforehand part too i like seeing how everybody is uh nervous or not nervous like people some people were like bouncing off the walls like with like energy uh, Jeremiah was like on point. It was like, I <laughs> yeah. need you to be here All and I business. need you to be standing here and please do not move out of this room because we're, it's just hurting cats because I'm just like, let's make jokes and be funny. And, like, and it, you know, and then Jesse, right before we walked out for the nickel back thing, that was awesome. I got a picture and it's a terrible picture, but he's just like pacing. He's just like, I don't know, man. This is just a, it's, it's like, a game face. I don't, you know, know, if, I don't I, know if this is going to work out, man. I threw up in the wastebasket. It, <laughs> it was, was like, like real nerves. It was Kobe Bryant before the NBA finals. And if you listen to the performance, I think you'll get the analogy. Yeah. <laughs> the next day at the airport, I like I tried so hard to find him and get a photo. But there was a guy that was like literally in an affliction shirt. Had yes. He was probably like 60 years old, but had long blonde hair like a big silver like heavy chain necklace and I was just trying to get a picture and be like it's you Jesse by, by the way <laughs> it exists the the t-shirt that was Chad Kroger inspired that I wore on stage that I purchased at a thrift store about a block away from the relevant office <laughs> the afternoon prior I think we, I need to do something with it if anybody wants it as a souvenir I'm willing maybe a podcast game winner I don't know that it's of any value, but if they just want something that's random. You want a sweaty, used affliction shirt. Oh, yeah. It's not, it's not been washed, and it's not going to be. Never. <laughs> yeah. I like it. What, yeah. A highlight for you, Jesse? Uh, I had fun. I mean, it, it, I mean, you guys already said it, but interacting with everyone there was the obvious highlight. Like, it was so cool to me. Because you interact with a lot of people online or, or uh, you, don't. you know. Well, <laughs> you see interactions from people online. Uh, you burn. Online, or, or you meet people from time to time. You're just a voyeuristic Twitter person. You're just like hovering above and you don't interact. Oh, I, I'm creeping on a lot of people. No, <laughs> no but I, I think just, just meeting people who were so cool and gracious yeah. and super into what we do that was really moving and definitely the highlight i mean doing the show was a blast like afterwards i know we were kind of texting and and and, you know chatting about how much fun we all had together but i think meeting the people that came a long way and that obviously the podcast has meant something to them is was really cool and really moving and humbling i I, in hindsight listening to it again I, i there was a couple of moments i wished like if i was like more in the moment I would have like if we were just doing this. I would have like asked a question yeah. that kind of would have sparked a I conversation. Heard. There was moments that I was like, uh, it didn't feel totally natural to me because yeah. like our natural kind of rabbit trails of conversation didn't happen. Yeah, because I was so aware of what was coming next, you know, and I had to be. And I'm very very early in the night. I realized that. I had to switch my mindset from normal, like kind of go with the flow to like, oh wait, I have to be aware of what's next at all times because you're really good like on stage and working the crowd Thank and stuff. You. No, seriously, like yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. And like, I, I, I found myself right at the beginning of the show, like we had planned just assuming and not even letting you know that you were going to derail the first 15 minutes of the show because there's a lot of friends in a room. And so we put in the lineup 
let Eddie do his thing for 15 minutes. <laughs> let Eddie mess around. Yeah. But I try not to. And no, too much. and that's the thing. And so I'm just kind of like sitting back and letting you do your song and dance show and having a great time. And all of a sudden, you pulled the eject cord and like I know. I just... sidle back up behind the table. And, I, and it caught me off guard. <laughs> oh. And I found myself like going, like, oh, scrambling to like, well, what's next? <laughs> and we had to get to the next bit. And so I. In that moment, I realized I had to change. So I was not listening to what was happening. I wasn't really present. I was always aware of the next cue, the next bit, the next thing. Because you, like, you scared the fear of God in me. Well, the, the fact that like I can't just kind of go with the flow or whatever. And it was a good thing. It was a good reminder. But you know what it was for me though is like I was in this tension because I was about to say like, "Can you pull the house lights up?" And I was about to just go out and start talking to people. I, 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 I hope well, you've done that. But the thing is, is I realized then that I'm standing in front of. Cameron Strang and Jesse Carey and Joy Egrich and Sean Anequist. And I'm like, these are four formidable, funny, great people that I should not be upstaging right now. I felt weird about that part. Like, really, either all five of us are up there doing it yeah. or... The, well, so, yes, so I, this pull, is, I pulled the This eject. is part of the high, I, actually, high I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't put Jesse in that list. So it was Cameron, yeah. Joy, <laughs> Shauna. Jesse was like really tired and sitting down. It makes <laughs> you feel better, Eddie. You, didn't, you already didn't include me in you the were, list. Yeah. yeah. I meant, well, Chad, too. <laughs> <laughs> so so that, that let me know. So then all of a sudden, when I'm listening to the show again, I'm hearing things that I, I didn't hear yeah, live, yeah. you know? And like, ah, oh, man, missed moment, missed opportunities. Little things where I could have like poked the bear and mess things up a little bit better like I normally do but I, I want to do if we do a live one again or like different formats I want to do I don't know if it's a, you're really you're better at figuring out what translates there but I'd love to do exactly what we do here just on a stage like see if we can do that you know what I mean like because we did that there but like what happens like right now he just pressed record and you introduced the show and did Squarespace and we're off like what do you think that would translate? I don't. I think it'd be tough to listen. I, I think I, people I, who traveled in would be like, can y'all clean this up right. a little bit? It's hard like, to watch. Yeah. Put some normal. effort in, guys. <laughs> right. you know? Yeah, yeah. I put effort in to come here. Yeah. I don't know. I do th- I do think there's something about live, because I remember there was one one week that we recorded, um, and we there wasn't time to edit or something, so they yeah. were like, you were like, just we, do this. We recorded like, on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Yes, the- that was it. And I felt like we kind of hyper-focused, and it pulled together pretty well. I mean, I don't know. I'm not the one editing it. But no, I, kinda, I agree. I like the pressure of live. I do, too. I think we could play with that more. I do, too. Yeah. And, 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 you know, so if, if Eddie, I'm sorry, if Jesse's sitting comfortably, he's <laughs> aware that, you know, this is an audio podcast we're doing live. Just, he's going to talk, yeah. not just like play clips. Yes. You know, it'll work. <laughs> I think it could work. Yeah, I think that would, I think that would fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Jesse. <laughs> Poor sweet well, Jesse Carey. Once again, I will make sure next time that the night before we're putting these clips together. <laughs> and then you run them by people. I bring Eddie in as well. <laughs> All right. It well, was mo- super fun. Mo- it was fun. And yeah. we're really grateful for everybody who came. And uh, it, it made us want to do it again. And the next one will be so much better. And, and the cool thing is, like, I only saw... Now Now that the show's out, you know, I'm hearing people or seeing people who are just hearing the show, and they're yeah. kind of going, what was that? It's like split between that was everything I hoped it would be and yeah. what in the world did I just listen to? Yeah. Uh, the people who came to the show, I only saw and heard positive feedback like they they really had a great time and that's what we were going for we wanted to just have a big birthday party yeah and uh friends came so let's do a big birthday party every year and next year's birthday party is going to be you know even better yeah like you know we learned a lot i like it Mm -hmm. It was great and and, and as much as we're busting jeremiah's chops 
He had an incredibly difficult job that whole night. They killed it the whole night. <laughs> well, the, cra- the crazy thing is um, multiple pieces of technology failed, yeah. uh, including for the, the, the light show, for the live, the, the, the song at the end, uh, like multiple things totally bottomed out. And uh, the show kept moving. And Jeremiah did yeah. a great job. And, yeah. Um, and again, though, but now we know what is vulnerable. We can make fail safes, and next time, yeah. like you know, the show will be far more polished. And the amount of work that happened before the show. I mean, you yeah. and I did three script revisions to a yeah. DC talk script that <laughs> never will never see the light of day. But like, he, you put in real work into yeah. that, I, and that's my little tiny corner of it. Like, there's a ton of stuff to do to make this happen. Yeah, it was expensive. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't cheap for us to do, but it was it was a lot of fun. And I'm grateful that you know because we have sponsors on the show and the audience has been growing and, and, and really the Lord's been blessing the company and stuff. We have a little bit of margin and we're able to yeah. use some of those resources to, to do something fun like yep. this. And we don't need to charge for it and we can have just a, a big party and do it well. You know, we're yeah. able the to... offering we took help. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. I mean, we, we were able to hire crews and hire Crazy. equipment, rent equipment and do all the stuff. And, and I'm glad we were able to do something High quality for yeah. free, you know. It yeah. was fun. Are we gonna? Uh, is the merchandise gonna be for sale, or was that like yeah. live only? No, no, no. Because so, I didn't get any either. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to get yeah, a hello, hello a shirt. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll send you guys stuff. I no, want a hello, um, hello. At at uh, relevantstore.com, all the event merchandise will be available oh, cool. today, the day the show is going up. Oh neat. Um, cool. So the the videos are going up, and all the leftover merch will be there. And uh, yeah, so people can grab stuff. Neat. So there's mugs, there's stickers with like little phrases, there's posters, there's uh, t shirts. Yeah, it's neat. Use the code Jesse Sits for a 15% <laughs> discount. Actually, we could do that. That's really funny. <laughs> We're going to take it out of his pay. <laughs> um, okay, moving the show along. Hilarious. <laughs> Tell more jokes about my livelihood <laughs> and my back problem, Cameron. <laughs> Lumbar. It's, uh, <laughs> I have to shop at a special mattress store. Did you guys know I wore a scoliosis brace for two years in high school? A hundred times. School. A hundred times you've told us. Hold on, Joy. Not not elementary school. Yeah, we high know. School. Joy. Wait, Eddie seems to be the only one that knows. You do know Eddie, or you're just saying? Yeah, this? I know because you've told us on the show. I know, but I know. I, I, I knew you had to wear a brace. I didn't. I don't think I caught that it was high school. Hey, Cameron. Yeah. Back problems aren't a joke to some people. <laughs> and sometimes when I feel like people haven't listened, I have to repeat it 10 times. Okay, Eddie? Okay, so tell us. But it, so. what years and why? Um, because, I w- because I was homeschooled during prime years that they check your spine. My mom wasn't doing spinal checks. Oh. They finally caught it when I was at public school um, in, in middle school during swim class in eighth grade. But we didn't get the letter until like two weeks before high school started. So then they went into the doctor and they said, I have two curve, like two big curves. And I only had like a short amount of time until my growth plates were covered over. So I had to wear like this huge brace and it was, it's a great way to start high school. So, Oh my goodness. How did you survive? That, that that's like social pariah territory. It was. I I have like memories of like after track practice, like sitting on the curb waiting for my mom to pick me up, and it's just like me and like my school bag, and then holding this huge white brace in my other hand, like a body. Um, so you yeah. were the homeschooler who came to public school wearing a big back brace. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Joy. You ruined it for the rest of us. <laughs> and every time I would sit down, it would like pinch my butt in the chair and I'd yell. <laughs> Do you still have it? You know, I asked my mom recently and she's like, maybe somewhere. I feel like they should dip it in bronze, but we might not have it. <laughs> Just to commemorate those years. Yeah, well, it's traumatic, traumatic years. Anybody else? Any other medical history before we move on? Uh, I'm sick right now. Oh, I'm sorry to hear yeah. that. How'd you get sick? Uh, well, the exhaustion from the event, like the next day I flew up to Montana mm-hmm. and uh, was out there doing things. You do like, this once a year. You, you have this mysterious like week in Montana that we don't really talk about. Well, fly fishing, shooting guns, jumping off cliffs. That's Did the you entire... ride a bareback horse? Uh, I did not, uh, but Washington State and um, uh, Idaho and all those states up there are all on fire, and so oh, like cool, like awesome. <laughs> they're just so hot like right Kings now, Leon style. Yeah. yeah, no, they're they're literally <laughs> all on fire. So like the entire all of where we were in Montana was like hazy, you know, like L.A. kind of like pollution looking, yeah. and it was all the winds from like Washington and stuff coming over, and so you're outside and you're doing all this stuff, and I just like got I just got sick. And I came back sick, and I've been sick for like a week. Yeah. So, anything medical going on with you? You know, I feel I feel pretty good, man. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah, 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 Jeremiah. Yeah, I had a little bit of toe thing. I went to a podiatrist, but toe's not broken, so yeah. we're good at that. Anything else? Just <laughs> so, so <it's> fungus. <laughs> no, just, uh, just I got. <laughs> I've been running a lot. It hurts. Next. <laughs> I got a, a bug bite I need to get looked at. Um, <laughs> starting to concern me. I do like that we went around uh, the horn to talk about medical issues. <laughs> been v- very feverish. Yeah. Um, haven't been sleeping a couple nights. Don't know what it is, but uh, really need to go see somebody about that. <laughs> you do. ASAP. <laughs> Let's do medical updates every week, and I'll talk about scoliosis. <laughs> Joy, the bug bite's gotten worse. <laughs> yeah, well, at least you don't need a back brace. All right. It's time for our new segment where we recap the week in culture and entertainment. It's time for... In case you missed it. It's a uh, great jingle. A few, a few really items. Catch yeah, Chad All the it. jingles. All the jingles. I'm telling you. The jingles are on fleek. They really are. <laughs> uh, in case you missed it, a few items happening in culture. Eddie, I know you don't pay attention, so here, uh, in case you missed these. Uh, the, the, a Christian movie called War Room was the number one new film at the box office last weekend. Did, yeah. you, did you know that? Um, the, the number one movie was straight out of Compton still, but the number two Which film was, awesome. was War Room. It cost just $3.5 to produce, and it brought in $11 million, beating out Owen Wilson's No Escape and Zac Efron's We Are Your Friends. So, uh, Yeah, it's produced by the Kendrick brothers, who are known for like Facing the Giants. Fireproof, and, Courageous. Yeah. Those, yep, there you go. Yeah. So brought out the church uh, group ticket. Has anybody that's seen a, it? That's a lot of money on a $3 million investment. Yeah. Has, that's has a big it. return. Yeah. I was wondering if anybody saw it. It was good. Have you? No, I haven't seen it. I saw it straight out of Compton. That ruled. Oh, really? <laughs> I cannot I, I, recommend it at all to anybody listening. But it's basically was, the same movie. Yeah. I will say that War Room didn't get great Rotten Tomato uh, aggregator reviews, but I'm not, I haven't not seen the film. I 20, guess I can't really 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. 29%. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But hey, the church groups bought their group tickets. So. Yeah. <laughs> They made like triple their money, so there's that. Sounds like a good business plan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, Joseph Fiennes is uh, starring in a new movie coming out in January. It's a it's a noir detective tale about Jesus. Um, in an interview with USA Today, he said that the film, uh, it also stars uh, Tom Felton from Harry Potter. His character, Clavius, uh, he doesn't believe in the supernatural and must interrogate Jesus' followers in an effort to find out what happened after the crucifixion. Um, uh, Fines told the paper, the Bible is the most extraordinarily rich source of narratives, 
featuring the most beautiful stories ever written or handed down. Uh, the film's called Risen, and it hits theaters in January. Risen with an S or a Z? <laughs> an S with a money sign. Th- this one actually does look pretty interesting just because it's not like Nailed from it. you know Christian filmmakers. It's, you know, Joseph Fiennes is known for, you know, Shakespeare in Love and a lot of big... Uh, Hollywood movies. It's a big budget. Uh, the trailer looks interesting, and it's a different premise than a straight-up retelling of a Bible story. Here's right. a clip. Here's a clip from the trailer. Who told you the Nazarene was alive? Mary Magdalene. You're looking for something you'll never find. Open your heart and see. No more lies. What happened to the body? The ropes. They just exploded. You should have returned by now. I've seen two things which cannot reconcile. A man dead without question. And that same man alive again. You know what's interesting about that is that even though it was a video clip, there was audio and I was able to enjoy it. Yeah. That was really <laughs> compelling, really Jeremiah. Novel. Really novel. Uh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. President, Take a seat, Eddie. <laughs> President Obama is uh, don't get me started, clearly, no. clearly, you know, kind of, he's saying, hey, listen, I lied at the end of the tunnel. I don't need to like play, you know, I don't need to fit the mold anymore. I can do what I want. He goes on the WTF podcast with Mark Maron. He She's goes great. over to the garage. He, you know, totally. And now he is in a Alaska this week, uh, making the news. Uh, And while he's there, he's filming an episode of Running Wild with Bear Grylls. It's going (laughs) to air later this year. Yeah. Yeah. President Obama is going to go on it. Uh, In each edition of the NBC show, a survival expert, Bear Grylls, takes a celebrity along with him on a dangerous expedition through some remote locale, talking about life, personal struggles, and overcoming adversity along the way. Um, They're going to tape it this week in Alaska, and it'll air later this year. That's awesome. I'm actually really excited. I feel like... It doesn't matter what your opinion is of uh, of someone like President Obama's politics. Here we a go. sitting president going on a survivalist show, mm-hmm. especially that one, which is always entertaining. Whether I don't know if you guys have watched the show at all. Yeah, I watch it every week because it's on after American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, it's it's a great block of programming, uh, but it's also consistently entertaining because I think there's something about being in those elements and that sort of like vulnerability when you're hanging off, you know, a. a you know, a glacier and an ice field that gives you the ability to talk openly. And Bear Grylls is actually a pretty good interviewer. He's yeah. a great interviewer and he's a believer. And and yeah. getting to getting people to talk about kind of their upbringing and their faith and stuff yeah. like that is in, it's woven into every show. Yeah, it's actually yeah. it's really more about like the 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 conversations that happen as they're taking breaks than it is the actual kind of survivalist stunts yeah, that they're doing drinking pee yeah, yeah that yeah. was gross <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's really who do you do that with uh I don't know Michelle Rodriguez I think I didn't know who she was oh from Speed or something yeah so it was a, they found a mouse that they boiled in her urine and then that that yeah. they wow. ate that for dinner. I yeah. don't think President Obama will be doing that. Well, all I'm saying is, like, uh, it's one night. Yeah. Just skip yeah. dinner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You're going to be fine. You know, they're hungry. Really hungry. And what is, uh, what is that particular meal? Like, it's not that much food. Right. I mean, I got to think that maybe I'm three or four mice in before I'm starting to feel not hungry. <laughs> and you know what's funny <laughs> is, like, yeah. like, on the Ed Helms episode and stuff like that, like, you can t- they can bring stuff with them. This isn't, like, naked yeah. and afraid. I mean, they can right. bring stuff. So, like, Ed Helms, like, snuck, like, some whiskey on and whatever. Just bring a snack bar you know what i'm saying yeah, like, it's like 
You could bring I think a I'm sink- good on the urine uh, boiled mouse, but I got some Cliff Bar here. <laughs> yeah, bring a Cliff Bar meal. That's like doesn't weigh much. No big deal. You're, you're fine. Good. Why you're are done. we having to drink our own pee? Yeah. Why are you digging up worms for Michael B. Jordan? And you know, it's yeah. like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. whatever. Exactly. But all I have to say, I'm very much looking forward to this episode, as I am all of anything Bear Grylls does. I'm watching. Yeah. Having a sitting president on there is just going to make it all the more compelling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on, Candace Cameron Burr is the newest co-host of The View. Uh, this is big news in Eddie's world. The View. Is, uh, That's right in my time block. Right. Can I can I say this? This slice, this was shared forty thousand times I, I, on our I website. I saw that. It, it is insane. People really care about the view and her. Apparently, apparently, along with uh, ABC News's Paula Ferris and the return of comedian Joy Bear, uh, Fuller House star Candace Cameron Bure is joining the cast of the show, which kicks off next and, week. And I believe Raven Simone is that is she on it? I, I, well, th- those are the new cast no, members. She's still on it. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So, the, so, the, so the, those are the three new additions. I, uh, Joy Barrett is coming back. Uh, on her website, she explains, God has changed me in ways that words can't describe. He's transformed the way I think and live my life. Things that were once important to me are no longer. I can't help but share the good news with everyone. Uh, she's previously been a guest on The View, but now be featured as a regular co-host. Um, and in a statement, she said, I'm thrilled to be joining The View as a regular co-host this fall. I'm honored to be a new addition to such a strong group of bright and opinionated women. And I look forward to sharing this exciting journey with viewers new and old. So she's on the far right chair. She's in the Fox News, <laughs> Fox News chair, right? She, she's oh, like yeah, the she's in the Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's middle America. I mean, who's watching The View? It's, it's you know, Des Moines. Yeah, they, they need somebody <laughs> to re- relate to, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 well, and look, oh, obviously. My. And this isn't to besmirch Candace Cameron Burr fans, but this connects with a lot of people. Like I said, just posting what uh, you know, four hundred words on it, just oh, yeah. non-editorialized update with a quote from a press release. Yeah. It, it had a, a massive appeal and a massive connection. So the the producers of that show know what they're doing. But I think it, it does kind of fly in the face of critics of the show who say. You know, it's it's anti-Christian or whatever. They're having someone who's openly, yeah, socially conservative and uh, vocally religious. I was super broken by it. Not even. <laughs> I don't want to go any further. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, sometimes the world can be an unfair place. <laughs> and sad news. Sad Uh-oh. news. I mean, there's a lot going on in the world. This might be the worst. <laughs> NBC has scrapped the Coach reboot mm. because quote it felt dated. <laughs> um, like it. How could it not? <laughs> Executives at NBC have officially canned a planned reboot from the of the sitcom Coach. According to Deadline, quote, response to the reboot has been mixed with some sources indicating that it felt dated. Those are, though there is still a possibility that Netflix or another network may purchase the show, which picks up 18 years after the original went off the air. Something tells us it'll be at least another 18 before society is at a place where it can even be appreciated. Farewell, Coach Reboot. Some things are just too beautiful for this world. <laughs> I would watch that real time. <laughs> Who wrote that poetry? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that uh, that'll do it for this week's. In case you missed it. I love it. The people that thought that the, the, the NBC executives that, that first greenlit the Coach Reboot. Like, yeah. we're thinking, this is fresh, guys. It's like but a fresh take. Fresh take on Coach. <laughs> Two yeah. decades later, Craig T. Nelson, Jerry Van Dyke, put them on, let the cameras roll, and let the magic happen. <laughs> no, I think it is a good, I mean, because that's what they're doing, because we're at this stage where it's nostalgia. 
Right. People our age are binge watching TV and we're like, oh, this this feels good. I think it's good. But but Coach isn't like Cheers or Full House where people like grew up on those relationships. It was Coach. And it's a little old for us. (laughs) Coach was a little bit more like our parents' show. Full House makes sense. Like that is programming in our demographic. Yeah, that was TGIF. I'm pretty confident my parents watched Coach. Right. But I'm pretty confident they also weren't all that sentimental (laughs) when Coach went off the air in the same way we were sentimental when Full House went off. Cheers. Cheers is a good, good one. Good Cheers point. would be a good. I don't know if it would be a good liked, reboot. I but liked like, Coach uh, because uh, later when they were trying to reboot the show or reinvigorate the show, sometimes you know, like a cousin will get added to the cast or whatever. When, when when they were kind of waning, flagging, they needed a fresh life for Coach. Uh, they moved him to the an expansion NFL team in Orlando, the Orlando Sharks. Oh, and so the last few seasons of Coach was him coaching in Orlando. Love that. So I watched that, of course. And they had like exteriors of our football stadium and stuff like that. And That's so nice. I have a. It's a place in my heart. Yep. 18 years. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, entertainment releases. Music coming out uh, next Friday, September 11th. Leona Lewis is coming out with I Am. Ben Folds is still making music with wow. uh, So There. I almost said Ben Folds is still making music, So There. Uh, but <laughs> but his album's called So There. So there. Uh, the Libertines uh, is joke. coming out with Anthems for Doomed Youth. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Bring Me the Horizon is coming out with That's the Spirit. And Hollywood Vampires is coming out with Hollywood Vampires. It's uh, Johnny Depp, Alice Cooper, and Joe Perry. It's a super group. <sighs> that can't be good, right? It, was full, it, like, it can't be worse than what Ed, what Jesse did to Nickelback the other day. Solid point. <laughs> that's true. I mean, Respectfully. that was an atrociety. If, like, we, that, if we have a was... spectrum of music, that's on one end. Right. And then we kind of like gauge, well, how much better than what Jesse did could this be? Right. Yeah. On the, on the common to Jesse doing Nickelback scale, <laughs> this is probably somewhere. It's just north of Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> but still north. north. <laughs> I had some pastors contact me for accountability purposes saying what I did up there was an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> they were very upset. Never made it they, as a blind man. Never made it as a man. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of people very, very upset about what happened that night. I mean, it, it's something humanity shouldn't have had to witness, but it did. I never realized how bad the lyrics were until the opening rap, where it's like a, a bathtub, like I can play baseball in. And what's that whole little riff? No, Do you no, remember? It's, it's a bath. <laughs> I want a brand new house on an episode of Cribs. Okay. Uh, a bathroom that I can play baseball in. A king-sized tub that's big enough for me plus 10. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was awful. What a terrible It is lyric. basically a rap, too. It is. <laughs> oh, terrible. Movie. I feel like that's the only two lines, though, that rhymed. Because I remember you were, like, playing it, and I was like... None of this flows. Like the words just all sound so rhymes are stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Movies uh, coming out on September 11th. The Perfect Guy is coming out. It's a um, Eddie Koffeld's uh, biopic. <laughs> biopic. <laughs> um, the Visit, the M Night Shyamalan uh, movie about Ooh. staying with Grandma and Grandpa, and they're this creepy. One almost looks Jeez. like satire, though. Of of himself. No, well it. it it's not a joke, but the, the the trailer for it, there are parts that are so bad where, like, the creepy grandmother's like, dear, can you crawl in the oven to clean it? <laughs> and it's like, oh, come on it, now. Isn't it Hans and Gretel or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, but, but uh, I mean, it just looks, like, laughably... A single yeah. mother finds that things in her family's life go very wrong after her two young children visit their grandparents. I want it to be good so badly, but I just don't think it will. I, no way. I want him to come back. 
Yeah. Yeah. What I was have... the last movie that Shannon oh, made? The, uh, he did Village? the Will Smith movie yeah, with um, After Earth. Yeah. Oh, he it was did. Not good. That yeah. was his. He he directed that. That's too bad because his good movies are very good. Like they're... Well, his best movie was a script from Are You Afraid of the Dark? The Sixth yeah. Sense. Huh. I did. I I did read Joaquin huh. Phoenix is considering reuniting with him because Joaquin Phoenix is a pretty credible actor that yeah. works with notable filmmakers. Uh, you know, most recently Woody Allen. And I read that he is considering reuniting with M. Night Shyamalan to try to get his career back on track because, you know, he starred in, what was it, Signs in the Village, I yeah. think. Village, Signs, yeah. Signs was super, super good until you saw the alien, in my opinion. Oh, when, yeah. when it's like, oh, that's a man in a costume. Yeah. It just totally, the fear of the unknown, <laughs> yeah. the fear yeah. of the unknown was way Nailed scarier it. than seeing it in the room with you, yeah. you know? Yeah. But like the fingers under the door, that was scary. But then it's yeah. like, boom, there he is. Like, oh. Just, I, yeah. I feel like that's a movie like mistake. You like never show, never the show it. The, yeah. the fear of the unknown is the way alien worse. in your head. Blair is Witch way Project worse. would yeah. be case in point. Like yeah. the fear of the yeah. unknown is way way more gripping. That clicking yeah. haunted me for it, it, it's still, a movie. Still has to have a payoff, but you don't have to show it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think the lesson here is never show it, Eddie. Just the payoff is, it needs to still have it. Just never show it. Right. <laughs> I think that's really wise. Never show it. Just narrate over it. As it's happening, so when people hear it, <laughs> it's captivating. How still. many times can we circle back? <laughs> well, we got one more. We got a slice coming up, and I plan on dropping one there too. Yeah, <laughs> just just wait till slices, guys. <laughs> uh, last, uh, also coming out, uh, ninety minutes in heaven, uh, in a Christian movie. So it'll probably do really well. Uh, church group ticket buying, you know. Um, Don Piper uh, is Hayden, uh, played by uh, Hayden Christensen, and, and I'm restraining from making a seven minutes in heaven joke. Just FYI. everybody's oh. thinking it, right? Yeah. Like. <laughs> Everybody at the youth group's going to be like, oh. 90 minutes in heaven. 90. I'm going to that day. Oh, I got to see that <laughs> day. That's prom night. Hallelujah. Wearing yeah. my Dr. Seuss hat. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> you went too far with the Dr. Seuss hat. They all wear uh, they all wear Dr. Seuss hats, youth group kids. Yeah, they do. <laughs> what youth group are you going? Like, Rock the yeah. universe, man. They all wear, they all buy, there's always one youth group kid that's wearing that silly, like, uh, Dr. Seuss cat, cat in a hat. hat. Right. I, I got to be honest. That's a reference. I don't think a lot of people are going to be related. Man, you Group, man. Remember the WWJD bracelets? Everyone's strumming on acoustic guitars. Everyone wearing Dr. Seuss hats? <laughs> yeah, totally. Talking, I, had it with, I came with the purity ring. Right? Oh my gosh. He's, he's specifically referring to every September uh, uh, the theme parks in Florida, Disney and Universal have competing Christian music festival nights mm-hmm. on the same weekend. Yeah. And uh, Disney's is a little little lamer, a little more CCM artist, and, and Rock the Universe Universe at Universal oh, yeah. is a little cooler, a little oh, edgier. Yeah. So the youth, if you went to a cool youth group, you went to Rock the Universe. First time I saw Third Day, Switchfoot, that's Universal. I'm not going wow. over to Disney. Right, right, yeah. Not real. And so, and so, yeah, but it's formative for all of us who grew up in the Southeast. Right. I mean, you, that was the youth group trips. And there was yeah. always there was always the kid in the youth group at always the Rock one. the Universe who'd buy the Dr. Seuss hat at the gift store. Right, so that's just he's cool killed. and edgy. And, yeah. You know, he's, so it's, it's a very uh, regional. Very uh, regional reference. That's what I was trying to explain. But I do like the idea that they're like we give the girls the purity rings we give the boys the dr seuss hats because we know they won't get laid (laughs) (laughs) it's basically protecting their purity (laughs) that is your shield you're okay if you're wearing that dr seuss hat yeah (laughs) no 90 minutes don't worry all right that'll do it for entertainment releases in case you missed it in our event uh debrief where we where we tell jesse he can't sit down anymore (laughs) all right stay tuned up next slices
listen to churches the song is leave a trace it's time for slices what do you have jesse well i want to discuss today a presidential campaign conspiracy Ooh, ooh, ooh going topical i thought you'd go lumbar today but no I you were you'd go, i thought you'd go i thought <laughs> you'd go <laughs> video just you know sure. i didn't want to blo- i didn't want to blow this yet cameron but i am announcing that i'm doing a spinoff content uh, uh uh podcast about lower back issues <laughs> <laughs> it's called lumbering around <laughs> lumbering around oh. lumbering around all right uh it's uh it's a three hour uh show that I put out three times a week. Uh, <laughs> looking for sponsors, so hit me up. Uh, no, uh, this one is about a conspiracy. It has nothing to do with email servers or uh, you know something salacious that a candidate said. This is a conspiracy that I feel like is going to define our generation. There's no grassy knoll. There's no confidential emails. It has to do with a, with a presidential candidate, the most important presidential candidate of our time, for the 2020 race. Ooh. Ooh. Let me explain. Okay. How many of you guys watched the VMA Awards or any part of the VMA Awards this past Sunday night? Just the part where Nicki Minaj yelled at uh, Miley Cyrus. Oh, and Shade, right? I, was, I watched the whole thing. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. But one, one aspect stood out that everyone that, you know, uh, managed to sweep the internet. Kanye West managed to upstage everyone just by being Kanye West yet again, <laughs> he was he was given uh, like their equivalent of sort of like a lifetime. It was called the Michael Jackson Vanguard Award. It's basically their equivalent of like a lifetime achievement award. So he goes up to make a speech, and it's sort of it is a twelve minute rambling speech where he dresses the the controversy of when he took the trophy from Taylor Swift six years before about. Uh, how he doesn't like award shows because he feels like it labels artists. It was weird and awesome and entertaining all at one time. It was amazing. Yeah. It, w- it was totally amazing. Everything you'd expect from an off-the-cuff Kanye West speech. But the thing that really made headlines the next day is at the end, there's a, th- there's a lot of dramatic pauses throughout his speech, but at the end, he closes by announcing <laughs> that he will run for president of the United States in the year 2020, and he looked very serious. Yeah, there's nobody that didn't believe him in that moment. Like, there's oh, no- yeah, yeah, exactly. that dude's going to do it. But wait, how can Kanye look very serious? Doesn't he always have the same But that's look a, on that's the thing, is when he says, like, hey, I'm going to do this thing, he actually then does it. K- Kanye doesn't do anything that's not serious. That's the thing. Right. So, so when mean, he announces that he's running for president... like, and, and given the popularity of Trump, I mean, like, you kind of go, meh. Okay. I mean, yeah, why not? not in this day and age? Why not? You're yeah. successful in other areas. Maybe you got something to contribute to right. this area. And you know, he, just like Trump, he hasn't. He really has no filter. He doesn't really care what people think. You yeah. know, he has, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna shake up the political status. He has a phenomenal foreign uh, foreign policy. Really, yeah. impressive. really, really in depth. He understands yeah. the Middle East like nobody else. He's got funding. I mean, he can pay for his yeah. own travel and do his own thing. That's why this next video clip is going to rock the political landscape. Okay, so this week on Twitter, a, a user that goes by the name uh, at uh, only Pablo um, posted a video that he took from the pit, like the little audience pit that was surrounding the stage that Kanye was standing on. When he And you can see this. 
if you watch the VMAs or any of these clips, he's standing like on, on a part of a stage that's jetted out into the audience while he's making the speech. During his final kind of like, dramatic kind of like pause, Eddie's stage at the live show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. brought me out into the people. During the, uh, the final dramatic pause of his speech, before he announces his presidency, you can see in this clip, and we're going to listen to the audio one second, this Twitter user yell, Kanye for president. It is moments later that Kanye announces it for himself. Cameron, can we play the clip? Kanye for president! And yes, as you probably could have guessed by this moment, I have decided in 2020 to run for president. <laughs> so he absolutely was responding. He added what? his own little crazy what? thing was in the middle. Was he planning on announcing his presidency, no. or was this a heat of the moment thing no. in the pit? He was processing. Is the future of our nation going to be determined by that kid yelling that in in the moment? Absolutely, you can tell yes. he was processing what to say next. Somebody said run for president. He took a beat, processed it, and said and yes. So he was totally responding. Then he added yeah. his own little crazy thing, as you may have probably guessed, or whatever he said, which. Who was probably guessing that? But whatever, I'm running for president. Totally, this kid just shaped the future of America, it, the future of the world, <laughs> the future of the galaxy, <laughs> and beyond. Hey Jesse, FYI, I'm proud of you. You were able to integrate a visual video experience that, that would... also had audio aspects to it. Interesting. <laughs> and I'm sitting down, and the slice isn't open. You kind of described what the stage looked like. So and you listener... set it up. You like painted it. Yeah, like Joy was saying, like you painted the picture for us. I, I, I've been doing this for some time now. We know. That's what was so surprising. <laughs> just, just sitting back, <laughs> kicking back during the live show, just hit and play on some clips. My lumbar hurts, and I don't want to talk. <laughs> allow me, allow me to finish, because it's going to get better, guys. <laughs> the the uh, the speech itself was so good and so long that it has already ins been inspiring some memes. Uh, aside, a sp conspiracy theory aside, that you know he wasn't planning on announcing his presidency. It's already given us internet gold, including someone that edited <laughs> edited the entire speech down to a thirty second Seinfeld stand up routine about why award shows are lame. Cameron, can we play the clip? I still don't understand award shows. <laughs> <laughs> this arena tomorrow, it's gonna be a completely different setup. Some concert, something like that. How could you explain that? It, it crosses my mind a little bit like when I go to a baseball game. After that night, the stage is gone. <laughs> don't understand it, bro. That's awesome. That's amazing. That was really good. <laughs> oh, I love the internet, and I love Kanye and all the gifts they've both given us. So. <laughs> Do you realize his entire thing was just playing two clips? Like, yeah. I think we're, I think he's got a new beat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just well, well, to be fair, I said that. I mean. I, it's not like I just said, hey, Cameron, play those clips without context. Right. right. That, that was just for the live show. Right. All right. What do you have, Joy? <laughs> you burn. Um, I, would, I would like a podcast spinoff idea of just Eddie speaking in Jesse's baby voice the whole time. I that. <laughs> I'm, my feet hold. It's weird. It's weird. The final hour of lumbering around is just Eddie doing that voice. <laughs> <laughs> the final of the three hours. <laughs> lumbering around. Oh, okay. So my slice. Um, 
Similar oh, you know to- what? I, I'm renaming the show because Eddie's going to be my ho- co-host and it's going to be called Back to Back. <laughs> <laughs> and then can I be a guest star in my scoliosis brace? You are going to come in in your scoliosis brace. Yep. And I'll only talk in Jesse's baby voice. <laughs> it is going to be a very strange show. Sporadic sciatic. Oh, you are really clever with this. Okay, it's my turn, guys. Maybe, until we think of something funny, then we're going to interrupt again. Sorry, keep going. (laughs) Joy, Joy, I'm going to let you finish, but Jesse had one of the best slices of all time. Yeah, I'm going to let you finish. (laughs) I know, in all seriousness, it's going to be called Spine Time. (laughs) It's got to be back to back. It's got to be back to back. And And I can see the poster. Like, we're back to back. Yeah, it's immediate. And, and like, we're we're standing back to back, but there's, like, it's like those infomercials. There's, like, a little, like, red glowing from both of our lower backs. It shows that they're inflamed, and that's the discussion topic. But I'm just voiceover. All I'm doing is talking baby talk for what's happening as they're watching you. But in the back of the poster, you just see me in the distance in a scoliosis brace because nobody wants to talk to a girl with a scoliosis brace. Right. <laughs> Trying to open your locker and stuff's falling out. And <laughs> uh, okay. Were you so, pumped to have a locker, by the way, when you switched from homeschool to high school? That had to have been fun. I did. Yeah, I loved having a locker. And you could like have like magnetic little like mirrors and little things to hold pencils inside of it. It was so great. <laughs> Did you guys forget your locker combos and have to go to like the front office? Yo, I stopped closing my locker. Uh, oh. Because your life is an open book. You don't... Well, yeah. I mean, what's you in just, there? Who's going mean, yeah, to steal... Who's stealing the history book? Who's going <laughs> to steal other books that they already have? Like, I'm like, what's the big deal? Yeah, so you didn't like keep hey, special stuff I in there? I got my pager stolen in high school. Mm-hmm. Bummer. So you were the pager. homeschool scoliosis brace girl with a pager. My parents were like, this might make you cool. Here's a purple pager. <laughs> this is my purple pager. Hey. No, not to bring up stories again, but didn't I talk? We talked. This is one of the first stories I told about how I got my pager stolen, and oh. then Six Fingered Tina was wearing it the next day. Oh, Six Fingered Tina. Tina. Oh yeah. <laughs> Seriously, give me my pager back. <laughs> Tina, come on, guys, come on. Tina, I need my pager. Come on, my dad got it for me. <laughs> Go back to your Tina, locker, kid. Cool. Six fingers. You. Were Doing a knuckle I'm sandwich. <laughs> okay, my slice. I can't sit down. I can't sit down. It hurts so bad when I sit down. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joy. I'm sorry. Just... It did hurt. You you strap on a scoliosis brace and you unthinkingly sit down in a chair. And when your butt cheeks get squeezed to high heaven, oh boy, do I miss did my you mom. Stand the whole class. I, I miss my mom so much. Just kinda, their dudes slide into the chair from the side. Yeah, she was kind of going like 45 degrees. Oh yeah, it was. You would have to you would have to sit down leaning forward and oh. then slowly move back. But if you just sat directly down, it was no good. <laughs> like I said, life life is a game of angles. It's <laughs> a t-shirt. Okay. Like my scoliosis brace, um, I'm going to bring it up every week, and I'm also going to bring up the fact that I am stepping up my slice game. Yeah, you okay? are. You are. Yeah. This slice is hot off the press. From yesterday. It's warm off the press if it was yesterday. It's not hot oh, anymore. Hey, but for me, that's hot off the press because it's Luke not from warm. 2011. <laughs> tepid off the press. <laughs> okay, I'm going to open with a question. Wait, 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 hang on, hang on. I got a new name for the podcast. <laughs> I, I knew you couldn't hold real on. Play, real quick, real quick. What is it? What is it? 
back talk. Oh, <laughs> back talk. I, I like love it. that. I like it. <laughs> Jesse, I don't think I don't think it's that I'm not good at slices. I think it's that I'm constantly interrupted. Otherwise, I would nail slices. <laughs> well, I had to throw back. Back talk. talk was a great joke, and also I'm really loving my high school joy voice, and yeah. I'm trying to find a place for that. So yeah. I'm doing all I can, but I'm giving the people what they want. Yeah, high school joy voice. It might be my favorite <laughs> voice. <laughs> uh, all right. Do you guys have any big plans on October 6th for dinner? Oh, well, I think I'll be in India. I'm going to pull up my calendar. Um, well, I'm it's good. a huge day in history. I'm here. And I think for I have you, Cohen, Eddie... so we're doing frozen meals. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you might not have to. Why, why have is to that? frozen meals, just download the newest episode of Back Talk. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I'm trying to do my slide. <laughs> <laughs> guys, come on. Seriously. <laughs> Tina. <laughs> Dad, Tina, uh, uh, my pager. <laughs> on this episode, lift with your legs. Lift the reality. <laughs> Drop in. We got 180 minutes coming at you. Lift with your legs. <laughs> Most of it is just us trying to lift heavy things. Oh, my weight You know what, Eddie? So Eddie, bad. I'm going to say this. When you, when you just arch over it and jerk up violently, it, it hurts. It hurts. Eddie will just be doing, describing what Jesse's doing because oh, Jesse can't talk. His little legs are hot, hot, hot. Um, okay. So, so I don't know what I'm doing for dinner, but I would yeah, like to know because I'm Curious. Probably curry. Well, mm-hmm. Eddie, I think you're going to be torn. And actually, this could affect you in India because it's a worldwide change that's happening on October 6th. Uh-oh. You're vegan, so you're going to be torn about this. But you also, I know from talking to you, that you had breakfast for dinner at your wedding. Did you not? I did. Yes, you thanks. did. So you love breakfast for dinner. Love how, breakfast for dinner. And I love you that you listened. about the news that McDonald's is now going to be serving breakfast all day long. It's the best thing they've done for their company. Totally. Agreed. Well, the president, the president of the company said he was like, this is the biggest turn in history for us since the drive through window. OK, you know what this is big for, though, Joy? It's what? not just evening. It's 1030 or whatever their cutoff time was to 11. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was the worst. Yeah. You're like, you're trying to make it, you're hustling, you get there at 10.33 and they're like, hamburger's your option. You're hungry. I want want breakfast. Especially, and it happened to me on the way back from the Relevant Live event, I don't know what time zone I was in, but we were on a layover and I was like, I want one of those egg white sausage breakfast goodness things that tastes like butter in heaven. And I went and whatever time it was in that zone, it was breakfast for me, but they were like, sorry. Yeah, that's what's messed up. I also think it will be good for the 1 a.m. crowd. Because, like, there's a point where, like, if you're doing that meal, you're kind of into breakfast again. Yeah. So they said they said on Twitter that the people have spoken um, that in the last year, 120,000 people have requested that they have breakfast all day. And what's been holding them back? Do you have any guesses for many years of not doing breakfast all day? Hold on. Egg supply. (laughs) (laughs) No. Do you have a guess, Jesse? Cameron? No. No guess. Uh, Just logically, it seems like maybe... Not yeah, people just logistics. Yeah, <laughs> just logistics. Grill space. Grill space. Oh. Grill space. Yeah, but I'm like, you're McDonald's. Get bigger grills. <laughs> but there's yeah, a, it does seem like, bear, e- like an easy problem. To like solve. bear sized bear oh. grills. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Boo. President Obama likes a, a McDonald's. Get out of here, Calvin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really interesting. So the logistics of they switch over the grills. Now it's just doing hamburgers. Now they got to be doing sausage and hamburgers at the same time. Have they figured yeah, out? They've, a been sol- lo- they've been losing so much sales over the past few years. So it's kind of like, well, you hopefully you're making this to order. 
So if people are in your store and they're ordering, regardless of whether it's an egg or a hamburger, make the space. You want the business. Yeah, I mean they, they they'll they'll fry up the burger patties and stick them in the warming drawer. I mean yeah. you know they'll just, yeah. like let's do a batch of meat, stick yeah. it in the drawer, and I then do there. a batch of other stuff. You, uh, I worked at McDonald's. No. Give us the inside scoop. Tell us what yeah. it's like. Is it how clean? big of an issue is grill space? It's a big issue. <laughs> What'd you do at McDonald's? Uh, I did drive through. <laughs> I did uh, both. I took orders and took money at the same time. I did both. <laughs> how was, hard is that to do? Uh, I was I was fifteen. It was tough. I'm Do you think that prepared you for producing a podcast? I think it absolutely did. I'll tell you this, though. It's the only time in my life I've ever stolen anything. No. <gasps> What'd you steal? Uh, 10 cents from every single customer I gave a dime back to to buy my lunch that day. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. You didn't give wow. them back all their change? I would keep a dime from every... Because t- this is before they had cards. They didn't have... I don't know if you realize that. Eight, nine, ten years You're ago. You're so old. They didn't have cards at uh, fast food joints. Like that's, that's, that's a recent thing. Mm-mm. Maybe not every franchisee, but, but not generally. I was. McDonald's was a little late to the generally game. I remember that when I worked because I worked at the one in Tallahassee, right off of. Well, the Tallahassee doesn't even have like running water in some parts of the town. That's true. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't have water or meat at. Just play the corrections and apologies, Jer- 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 now. Yeah. Jeremiah. Let, let me just do this. it. This is an important question. How much money did you embezzle from McDonald's? Yeah, yeah. No, not McDonald's. The customers from the customers. People. So yeah, so yeah, when, that's interesting. So the McDonald's drawer comes out right. Till, it would keep the till right. Yeah, and then it just looks like an, a math mistake. He'd shortchange them. Well, yeah, exactly. So I would. This is terrible. I. This is my first time admitting this too. So um, I would. It's, safe space. It's, it's tonight going to be the first night you've slept good in, in 15 years. Yeah. Also, Joy, it's not a safe space. Yeah. I'm about to like lay into him. So, but I just. <laughs> I, I want to. You're fired. Be prepared, Jeremiah. I want to get all the information first. Yeah. No, I'll give it to you. So yeah, I would give customers their change back but i wouldn't okay. tell them how much change i would say here's two dollars and your change and i would keep a dime Ooh. and i would set it up on my <gasps> little countertop that was like methodical yeah. you are like here's the thing like you know I what even... i think they made the movie office space about this exact scale yeah. how much money do you think you got oh forty dollars over a period of four months <sighs> which is like eight times more than his wages i am yep. shocked I, I have a question. You thought you every knew me, time, didn't you, Eddie? I every time you see a dime now, do you feel guilty? <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't carry cash. <laughs> <laughs> then why you trust no one? <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see pictures of when he started at uh, at McDonald's and when he quit, because I'm picturing when he started, he had like, you know, like a kind of a goofy mustache, like big glasses. Yeah. <laughs> By the end, he is shaven bald with just the goatee and that black fedora thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly, it's exactly, yeah. wow. Yeah. I don't crazy. even know. It's worse because I didn't. I didn't even need it. I had money. My parents gave me <laughs> lunch just money. Just, I just for I wanted the to see thrill of it. it. First for the thrill of That's it. That's kind right? of Winona Ryder type stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. needed, I needed yeah. to feel something. Wow, we've really stopped this. I don't the, know. The, the the this is big news though because uh, the McDonald's all day breakfast thing. Because now there's literally no reason to get up before 10 a.m. Like on the yeah. weekend, you're especially. Out of, you're out of reason. Like I say, I mean, I'm going to roll out of bed at one thirty and still start my day. Okay, I have, I have a question though. I wonder what it'll do to the rest of the menu. I mean, I wonder if, when given a choice, people will be like, "I'm not getting a I don't hamburger." Wanna, yeah, I don't want to wrap. Give me, yeah, give me I a mean, I, think that's yeah. their, I think that's what they sell the most of, anyways. I mean, they're hamburgers. I mean, there's so many better fast food hamburgers out there, right? That are similar price. So unless you're odd. You're not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're saying that that the only people that go to McDonald's and buy a hamburger is someone who's odd? Yeah. I feel like that's exactly what I heard her say. Yeah. Wow. Well, let me ask this. So how many people did you say they had requested? 
20. In the last year, 120,000, we're making that specific request for having an all-day thing. And then, interestingly enough, Deborah Wall, their uh, marketing officer, the way that they're letting people know that it's happening, they're personally replying to a, all of those 120,000 uh, tweets and telling them, hey, it's happening and doing it kind of in a funny uh, way. So they're up in their game. Okay. That's interesting that you're saying they're replying to tweets because literally as we've been recording, I got a tweet reply from Hulu huh. about a tweet that I made last summer because I was like, what? Why are they what talking? What on earth? So, yeah. so apparently last summer I tweeted, uh, I signed up for Hulu Plus or whatever, you know, because like, yeah. you know, so apparently I said, huh, Hulu Plus. So I have to pay for it yet I have to watch commercials. Sounds sweet. You know, so a little passive aggressive, little something, but I apparently tagged them. So they just tweeted at me a year now later and they said, What's sweeter is now we have a commercial free option and they put a link. Whoa. Oh. So they so, they they banked that that's one. That's yeah. how Delta. I uh tweeted about how much I love their in flight videos. Have you guys seen the Delta in flight videos? Yeah, yeah. they're awesome. Yeah, they're Hilarious. <gasps> and I tweeted about it that I wanted to be in one. And they like wrote me back twice. <laughs> okay, and that's that's creepy. I just, cl- I just clicked the link that Hulu sent me, and and the opening screen says "Hi, Cameron," and it's a video. Press play. Listen, can we listen to it in your house watching Hulu? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hi, Cameron. It says on the screen right now. The video is playing. Thank you for describing. Remember when you told us no more commercials, and now they're listen. And now they're playing clips of all their shows and stuff. That's introducing amazing. the new commercial free option. Hulu, Cameron, we got you. The video Whoa, says, awesome. Cameron, we got you. Warby Parker. Wow. We've, been mill- we've been milling over your tweet for a year now. <laughs> we had one person request it, and we decided. Can I also just say, Cameron, thanks for describing it as we were listening to it. <laughs> it really helped understand what was going on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't. I, I'm, I'm like, my jaw's on the floor. Because, like, Warby Parker does this, but it's Warby real Park, people. But they did it twice to me. I tweeted a couple weeks ago. Someone was like, just got my Warby Parkers with the relevant promo code. And I, was, and I replied in something. And then I got, last week in the mail. I got a package with like this really nice bookmark, like this metal bookmark and a handwritten thank you from their IT department saying thanks for the kind tweet. I'm like, what in the world? The customer you know, that, service that, rules. That that Hulu thing, I've been looking for a new sponsor that I feel like is really going to uh, be good to our audience at Backtalk. Uh, so I'll be sure to hit up Hulu. <laughs> Commer- now commercial free. <laughs> That's well, that cr- is really cool. That is cr- uh, good for them, Hulu. Well, number one, good for you dropping commercials on a paid service. But, yeah. But yeah. number two, that that's incredible. But that, and that's really smart. So right. now McDonald's, yeah. now the game is set. Right. Now, I mean, so you need to make custom videos for each of the hamburger lo- or breakfast lovers. Hundred twenty thousand. That's, that's our message. That's our message to McDonald's. One, you need to make uh, personalized videos for your customers, yep. and two, bigger grills. And three, Bear we girl. know someone who owes you forty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have thought about trying to find some way to. You well, know. he doesn't owe McDonald's forty dollars. That's that's I, the problem. I've, I've, I owed McDonald's. I would have just gone in there and just overpaid and left I, a tip or something. I guarantee you, though, that what's going to happen as people listen to this yeah. and begin, there's going to be something. In fact, like this will be a thing now. You need to give like forty dollars yeah. to charity or something. And make <laughs> a man. You should yeah. have McDonald's. <gasps> we should have it's McDonald's like, help decide how you do it. Maybe I give it to Ronald McDonald House. Oh yeah, that's there what you, you need. What to are do. they? Are they related to each other? I think you need to go. My name. 
same as Earl style and track down every one of those customers <laughs> and oh, do 10 cents worth of good deeds for them. I'd, right. watch, I'd watch that show. I want you yeah. to go to Tallahassee and stand in front of that McDonald's <laughs> with a sign. And, and we have people coming through like, hey, were you here uh, 15 years ago? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. Familiar? Here you go. Here is 10 yes, cents. Give a dime. Here you go. And you need to just, that's how you need to do it. And No questions asked, big guy. Here's a dime. <laughs> sorry. I did something terrible. But Here's the question, though, because inflation and stuff, do I have to give a dime from then or what is equal to a dime? Oh, so now you owe them 13 cents. Yeah. 13 McDonald's years. is going to get wind wow. of this. That's this is going to be funny. I want McDonald's to help us decide how you can make restitution for your $40. For their customers. For what it's worth, I want to. Like, yeah, really no, we understand to. that. Your heart is in the right place. My I feel heart, like now McDo- his heart yeah. was dead back then. Yeah, <laughs> right. I feel like Your McDonald's is ready. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you are one step away from serial killer, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing his old Doctor Seuss hat. He's the dirt of McDonald's. Yeah, he's, he's the rebel he's of the a youth group. Kid in youth group. <laughs> the wearing the Doctor Seuss hat. But here, I, I didn't have any accountability back there, guys. It was just me. You had nine brothers and sisters. They didn't work with me at McDonald's. You had your own ethic. You just you were you. Your parents. I know. I know. I, I don't feel. It's called the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, I feel as a homeschooler, I wasn't prepared for how to give people the change real. for the well, real like, world. With some people, though, it wouldn't surprise me. Like if we found out, you know, Shauna had stolen forty bucks. We're like, yeah, well, Smoking Shauna, cigs. right, doing yeah, her thing. Yeah. But right. you're such a good person. Well, we don't really have yeah. to belabor this and shame you publicly anymore. But Everyone, has... let, let me let me just say this. Everything I thought about you, I now question. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Everything I thought I knew. Is I'm going to make you a necklace, Jeremiah, and it's just gonna it's gonna be a long chain, and it's gonna have a dime on the end of it, and then I'm gonna print on it never again. <laughs> never. Daily reminder. I'm loving it. All right, what do you have, Eddie? Forearm. Well, this is crazy because I have a slice about McDonald's and Burger King. So apparently, this <laughs> is just this is just the fast food episode. Did they send you a video? <laughs> they didn't. They didn't <laughs> I'm being sponsored by them. Does um, it have to do with a back injury that occurred at a McDonald's or Burger King? Because if so, I'd like you to save it for back talk. <laughs> Turns out, three hours in, I'm out of content. <laughs> and I promised two a week. So we're in a three a little week, bit of trouble. Said, high yeah. school joy. Three a week. High school joy is going to show up though. She's going to take a couple minutes to talk about scoliosis. And do I a still have PSA. six hours. She's the ro- yeah. Hey guys. She's the roving reporter bringing the kids beat. You yeah, know, like the the. The youth. Do you guys sometimes show up to school and it's like so embarrassing? <laughs> Me too. Have you guys growth over yet? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Burger King also does great marketing. Um, over the years, you've heard of some good Burger King marketing things. Remember, they did the. Uh, there was the uh, couple that got married. One one had a last name Burger, the other one had a last name King, and no. Burger, Burger King found out about it, and they ended up paying for the entire wedding. Yeah. It was like a super awesome story. So there's some marketing folks at Burger King that do a great thing. So there's this thing called Peace uh, Day on September 21st, 2015, and Burger King kind of set down the gauntlet, and they asked McDonald's, like, hey, let's bury the hatchet and, like, join our forces for this Peace Day and combine and make what they were calling the McWhopper. So they were going to say, let's together for this one day make this McWhopper. And so they were going to take the best parts of the Whopper and the best parts... But, well, well, but which patty one? That, because that's the core... There is so... Yeah. When, when, and bread, too. Space. Well, the bread, too. But I mean... But I mean, sesame bread. seed or not, that's a big question. But the whole grilled fried I thing. I mean, and like, great... Yeah, I don't know. Ooh. What patty would you choose? Uh, I'd... Burger King. Just definitive answer, Cameron. I'd go McDonald's. I, I know, actually I like would, McDonald's hamburgers. I know I would too. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm weird, Joy. <laughs> so weird. I like the, you're, you're odd. You're would an anybody odd want man? Would anybody want Burger King here? 
I would take I would. McDonald's bun, but everything else inside the Whopper. I love Whoppers. Interesting. Well, well, well how did how did their diplomacy? If we if, if our house is divided on this, mm. how how did the the fast food diplomacy end up going down? Well, they put out Burger King put out a very kindly worded kind of like put it all over the place, and McDonald's just said no. We're what? we're not we're not doing this, which was funny because it made Burger King look amazing. But McDonald's is in the middle of this entire restructuring where they're like adding more meat to their hamburgers and all day breakfast. And there's like a lot of stuff that their menu is changing. They just weren't going to get involved in this. So they're not doing it. Well, what's awesome is sort of like the story ends there and other companies like a lot of other companies are like, Oh, we'd do this. We would absolutely do this with you. So at this point, Denny's, Wayback Burgers, Crystal, and Giraffes. I, I don't know. What, giraffes what, is here in Florida now. What is that? I don't know what it is. I don't know. Giraffes it's a fast food giraffes. place. It's like a Bra- Brazilian, Brazilian oh, yeah. fast food place. Yeah. They've all signed on and said yes. So now what they are doing is they have yet to name it, but they are making a, like at all of those restaurants, they are taking the signature ingredient from each one of their signature foods and combining it into some sort of... So like the secret sauce right. sort of thing. Right, and somehow figuring out how all of these different competing chains can come together and make a single food item for Peace Day. So Burger King ends up winning because the like the PR has just been Are they awesome. all selling it? They're all selling it, yeah. So you can go to any of those stores on Peace Day and buy this thing but like but kind of some of it is because like the specific kind of flame broiled equipment at burger king is what makes their meat taste that way so if giraffes is like a griddle how are they going to do it no that's the thing but that's the confusing part of it the mcwhopper was a little bit clear because it's like okay well we'll we'll combine two hamburgers but but now it's getting a little bit like nine ten yeah right exactly so you know burgers and crystals but denny's What's what's in Denny's? Crystals? Yeah. You say crystals moons is part of it? Yeah, moons yeah. over my hammy yeah. and Denny's. Moon, which, what do you do? Put an egg on it, maybe? My, my question, I have two questions. Okay, I'm uh, ready, Jesse. One, has anyone considered grill space? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they have. Two, maybe that's why McDonald's isn't in this game. They're, one, they're, they're the Bobby Fishers of this. They're yeah. one step ahead. They're one step they ahead. Know. They understand this falls apart at grill space. And three. <laughs> yeah. and the whole house of cards comes tumbling, tumbling down out of in grill Burger space. King's face. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as grill space enters the equation. <laughs> and my second th- question is this, Jeremiah, real talk, how much do you think you could steal on Peace Day? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever my meal's paid for, Jesse. That's all that matters. Yeah, he's so, got that 40 bucks. He invested it wisely. It's yeah. like dividends. It's paid out. Yeah. September 21st, the Peace Day Burger is coming, paying credit cards. So September 21st, <laughs> Peace Day Burger, and October 6th, McDonald's goes, uh, this, is, this is a big... I'm really, I'm really disappointed yeah. in McDonald's, though. I was, like, pumped, and then when I heard this Peace Day well, piece... Well, <laughs> McDonald's is actually, kind of, there's an editorial piece to this article, but McDonald's is kind of looking, like, bad. Like, yeah. this was just, yeah. this really worked, and it would have been, everybody was like, oh, this would be so fun to see the two, and they just said no, and they, it kind of looks... It's silly. almost like, it's almost like in a citywide effort, like, two churches come together for, like, a big Christian concert or something like that, or, like, let's... And right. then, like, one reaches out to the other, and the other church says no. Right, right, right. Or, like, three guys come together to, like, reunite their band at, like, a really popular event, yeah. and one two, of them just can't do it. Yeah, two, <laughs> two of them we could have made happen, but... Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it crushes us. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely crushes us, McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's, <laughs> Mac, Donald's. Nailed it. That was the best joke I've ever made. <laughs> It's you, Toby Mac. We're talking about you. <laughs> it's you, Whisper Rapper. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, David Oyelowo. 
You're listening to James Vincent McMorrow. The song is How to Waste a Moment. Uh, well, listening to this podcast yeah. would be one way. <laughs> you want a solution? Backtalk episode one. Yeah. Uh, this week's feature interview is brought to you by Harry's. Uh, for many of us, especially Eddie, shaving is a pain. It's uncomfortable. It causes nicks. It cuts scrapes. Uh, I don't know how I'm a part of this. <laughs> razor burn. <laughs> and razor blades today are outrageously expensive. Enter Harry's. It was started by two guys who wanted a better product without paying an arm and a leg to get it. Harry's makes their own blades uh, in Germany at this old historic German uh, blade factory that they bought. Uh, and refurbished. It's not, and it's not still old. It's not like a bunch of old men just like hand milling it. Yeah, yeah they're not like cranking it and you get like barnacles on each blade. It's like very, very high quality. <laughs> yeah, high quality, high performing German blades crafted by shaving experts. It's a better shave that respects your face and your wallet. No more poor quality blades. Their efficient business model allows for factory direct pricing, uh, which means that Harry's costs a fraction of the drugstore blades. And no more pesky plexiglass cabinets to unlock either. Which oh, is yeah. the worst. I hate going to drugstores and you know, I'm going to ask permission to get a product off the shelf. Yeah, uh, Harry's is about half the price of the other big brand of blades. They ship for free to your front door. And the starter set is an amazing deal. For just $15, you get a razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades. Why well, pay 32 bucks for an eight-pack of blades when it's half the price at Harry's? On average, an everyday shaver saves $150 each year on blades using Harry's. And they uh, have satisfaction guarantee. Experience a clean, close, comfortable shave with Harry's. Go to harrys.com now, and Harry's will give you $5 off if you type in our promo code RELEVANT5 with your first purchase. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Enter coupon code RELEVANT5 at checkout for 5 bucks off and start shaving better today. David Oyelowo is an English actor, producer, director, and writer. And you know what? Former youth pastor. He talks about no that. Way. Yeah, yeah. He talks about his faith and um, cool. the, his church work and the new issue of Relevant. He's um, he broke out with his performance in The Butler a couple years ago, and then uh, last year Oyelowo played Martin Luther oh. King Jr. in Selma. Yeah, he was the son in The Butler, wasn't he? Yes. He was great mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, he was really good. For which he received a Golden Globe Award nomination for Best Actor. His new film is Captive, and it tells the true story of Brian Nichols. A man who escaped from jail then kidnapped a young woman, Ashley Smith, uh, to use as a hostage. Smith got through this time by reading Rick Warren's The Purpose Driven Life while Nichols searched for redemption. David is featured in our newest issue of the magazine, which uh, released this week, and our very own Tyler Huckabee spoke with him. Here is a bit of the conversation with David Oyelowo. Playing Brian Nichols, you know, uh, uh, playing someone who murdered four people in a morning, um, not just as a Christian, but as a, as, a, as a human being, you know, engaging with that is, a, is, a, is not something you go looking for. Um, well, I certainly don't. And then as, as, as a Christian as well, it was something that, that gave me pause because I'm very keen on um, not, not, not showing darkness uh, to be something to be aspired to. And so, uh, you know, I, I look at the roles I play uh, very carefully. And also, you know, I, I do believe the spirit of a thing can get on you. Um, and so from that, from that point of view, I, I try to be careful 
about the kind of roles I play as well. Sure. But the, th the thing that really swung it for me is the fact that, you know, that story, uh, putting aside the character, but that story is undeniable evidence of how God can infiltrate abject darkness with undeniable light. You know, uh, the fact that anything good could come out of that morning in March of 2005 when uh, Brian Nichols went on this uh, rampage, the fact that anything good came out of it, let alone uh, a lady who was a meth addict, never touching that drug again, uh, getting her life back, reconnecting with God. So, you know, it, it just shows, it just shows that uh, God can use anything uh, and everyone um, for, for his, his purposes. And that, that I think is a, is definitely, uh, that, that's what made it a story I wanted to be a part of telling. What do you think, from the beginning, when we first meet Brian Nicholson, and about less than a minute into our, to his time on screen, uh, he's already putting somebody into a coma. At the very beginning, do you portray him as pretty much just a hardened criminal, or, or do you think there's any seeds of him being a redemptive character, even at the beginning, up front? No, I, I don't think, you know, certainly I had no, I had no interest in portraying him as someone who had uh, redemptive um, attributes up front, because I think you know one of the one of the, the 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 main concerns I always had, and one of the things I was very keen on, especially not only as an actor but as a producer on the film, is I never wanted it to feel like we were exonerating Brian for what he did. Um, you know, partly out of respect for the families who who uh, still are experiencing the huge loss um, that that their their loved ones dying has has left their their, their lives in. Um, but but also, uh, you know, I think we've all seen those news reports where someone has done something horrific and on face value. I think we all um, make a judgment. We all. Uh, go into that place in our heads of thank, thank God that wasn't a member of my family or what would I do if that was a member of my family or, you know, that person should be punished and get that guy back in jail or worse. You know, I'm, I, we all as human beings go to those places in our heads. And, you know, what, what I was interested in is having each person who watches the film go to those places in their heads and then through the course of the film you are watching you are you are watching a, a three-dimensional human being emerge there's no excusing what he did but by going on a journey with not just him but also ashley as well who right. let's face it you know she's lost custody of her daughter she can't shake this habit you're, you're just wanting to shake her and say come on this is your daughter um, we can all make those judgments, but by sitting with these two individuals for a while, you get some context and hopefully some empathy and sympathy. And then I think hopefully you see a little bit of the heart of God, how God can, despite the brokenness of these people's lives, have mercy uh, towards them and forgiveness also.
we've often gotten very wrong the idea that you, in order to help somebody else, to minister to somebody else, you have to come to a place of, of some health yourself. You have to be a person from the light reaching into the person in the dark. And if you don't have, if you don't have everything together, you're, you really have no place or no, there's no role for you to speak into somebody else's life. And, and your movie addresses that in, in sort of an implicit and sort of an explicit way. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, the Bible is very clear that in our weakness, God is strong. You know, uh, the, 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 the best things we ever do. And it also says, until you have the heart of a child, you will not see God. You know, it's not about having it all together in order to uh, help people or, or, or show people who, who Christ is. Often, often I think, you know, the, the, the greatest success I've had in showing the heart of God is when I am broken myself and, 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 you know, someone around me is able to see that I don't have it all together, um, but I have a source that is, is greater than, than me. And in, in me walking out my faith, they are, uh, seeing someone who is going from faith to faith as opposed to someone who's just talking to them about going from faith to faith. And I, and I, I think it is a, it is a mistake. And to be perfectly honest, I think it's a bit, it's a bit hypocritical um, to, to, to do that as Christians because um, the, the, I, I, think, I think we see in, in Christ's walk that, you know, he, he wasn't spending all his, all his time with those who had it all together. He was with uh, those who were, who were broken and he, his disciples were people who were by no means whole when he picked them to be those who were going to go on to spread the gospel. You know, he, he takes broken vessels and makes us whole, but he does it. You know, we can't sort of put ourselves together and then go out and, and, and preach the gospel. I think, I think our weakness is actually where, in our weakness is where God does some of his best work. There has been, for I think it's changing a little bit, but for quite a while in, in the church, there has been sort of a, almost a fear of Hollywood and maybe the entertainment industry as a whole, and the idea that, that Christians should sort of stay away from it uh, because the temptations, if you get inside the industry, will just be too great for you to hold on to. From your perspective as somebody who's definitely very involved in the industry, is there any truth to that? There's no truth to it. The only, you know, it's it's a it's a lie that the devil is having a field day with. If we are not, if we are not part of an industry that is arguably the most influential on the planet, then how can we um, get annoyed or frustrated when what Hollywood is putting out into the world is basically sending the world into moral decline. Um, you know, I, I've been to remote parts of the planet where people don't even have running water, but they will have a satellite dish and they're watching, you know, MTV. Uh, yeah. 
you know, so Hollywood, the entertainment industry is so influential uh, when it comes to the world's culture. And, you know, we only have to look to the Bible and how effective parables were uh, for Jesus to convey his his message and the fact that he, again, didn't spend his time uh, in the synagogue all the time or in the church or just with believers. He was with the sinners. He was with the broken. He was with those who he was criticized by the religious establishment for hanging out with. And so I don't know why we should think it should be any different now. Um, if as a Christian I feel God has given me uh, a talent for and an ability to tell stories, and then I hide my light under a bushel, or I allow the, the earth to be less salty because I'm not going to place myself in a primary position to be vocal and present, then I, I honestly have no business complaining about about what Hollywood is putting out. Now, you know, there are other challenges that I think uh, 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 the church is wise to, to recognize. I do think that um, I don't think Hollywood is for everyone. I don't think that, that anyone and everyone who's a Christian should just ship up in Hollywood and think that they, they should be an actor, or director, or producer, or writer, or, or, or whatever. It, it is a place um, that that darkness is is prevalent, but no more than say you know on the if you work on the stock market or in property or you know the, the, any any business that is um, that leads to people potentially making millions or billions, there's going to be darkness there because the Bible says you cannot serve God and mammon. And, you know, mammon is a big part of what Hollywood is. But if we just completely extricate ourselves from the industry, then God has no chance of bleeding through uh, into the world. So I, I think it's an erroneous and cowardly uh, attitude to take for the church to to, to 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 be in that place, and I have been so encouraged and so blown away by how important uh, Hollywood is to God. You know, I mean, again, Selma was a big in indicator of that. I know for a fact that God had a big hand in that film being uh, made and being out in the world, and uh, the fact that. You know, a preacher of Dr. King's stature is 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 now being given dimension, and people are able to see how love can overwhelm hate through a film, and and not just in Selma, but in in various films. I think you know the the power of that cannot be denied. So why would we try? To, why would we try to stay away from it? That was David Oyelowo. Make sure to check out his new movie, Captive, in theaters on September 18th.
listening to On and On. The song is It's Not Over, which could be a theme song for publishing a magazine. Hey. Because every two months, another one comes out. Uh, which brings us to our new segment. The, it's the first week in uh, September, and so the new issue of Relevant released this week officially. Uh, joining us for this segment is our editorial team in-house. Jesse's still on with us. Uh, our editorial director, Aaron Hanbury, is here. Is this where I'm going to say something? You say hi. <laughs> Sorry, yes, hi. Aaron Hanbury is here. And, uh, and our associate editor, Dargan Thompson, is here. Hello. These are the voices that you all know because they do a lot of the interviews on yeah, the uh, podcast absolutely. and stuff. But uh, their main focus is not doing interviews for the podcast. It's actually putting together a pretty awesome magazine. Uh, so the new issue is out. We want to give you guys some highlights and tell you what kind of what we wanted to, what we were trying to do and uh, some of the behind the scenes stuff. It's one of my favorite covers. I'm excited. This yeah, is something awesome. we've been trying to do. I've been a Jim Gaffigan fan for years. We've been wanting to talk to him because like it first started with me back in like maybe 08, 09. And like, I'm realizing I saw him do stand up a couple of times and he always had a Jesus bit and it yeah. was never mean spirited. It was just kind of like Bible jokes. And I'm going, huh, what's, Huh? Oh, wait, he's also clean. Huh? You know, like yeah. it just like, and so we want to talk to him and he wasn't quite big enough or a national name, you know, big uh, enough. well, <laughs> yeah, for, for our Double audience, entendre. but this year is the year that he exploded. He has the new yeah. show, the Jim Gaffigan show, another best-selling book uh, released. He's doing another big national tour. Uh, he's, he's getting into that Louis CK level almost. And so uh, here's a guy that we want to talk to and we were excited to do it. Yeah. And if you've been to a big city recently, you know that, like every taxi, every billboard is Jim Gaffigan show. It's huge. And, and what the, one of the coolest things is like the level. I mean, obviously, whenever we interview someone, we, we get the opportunity to to talk with them and uh, you know one on one. But just the level of intimacy and and access that Jim Gaffigan gave us, you know, having us in, in his home and we were it was like at his house in New York and mm-hmm. in his neighborhood and the photo shoot. We flew the photographer there. Stephen Taylor did the the photo shoot and uh, it kind of captured his life and humor and stuff. It's a really quirky kind of fun thing. I mean, on the cover, he's in a robe watering plants and just kind of like... His house and his plants. Nonchalantly, just like, welcome. What's up? (laughs) Love it. It was great. But anytime we can find somebody who's like really making a difference and kind of like, you know, like open about their faith. And and the Jim Gaffigan show, several episodes kind of deal with... uh, One time he was having to like pick up a Bible at the, at the parish or something like that. And he was, but he had to go to a gig afterwards. And so he's photographed carrying this big kind of like family Bible. And he was outed on social media as being a Christian comedian. And so the whole episode was about him dealing with like, like being a Christian comedian, but I'm not, I'm just a Christian who is a comedian and all that kind of stuff, which I'm like, I can, I've never seen a show do that, you know, yeah. kind of get the nuance of it. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the way we were able to, or the information we got from him and talking to him, really kind of covered the gamut of things that we all talk about a lot because uh, he's trying to be a comedian in kind of a digital age. So they're figuring out new ways of doing social media. And of course they released some shows early and those kind of things. He also um, went into a little bit of detail about what it looks like to try and be a Christian and live in the world where you're a public figure and entertainment. And you also have a family and you're trying to maintain a faith and what that looks like to get labeled one way or another and how they try to handle it, which was really interesting. Yeah. 
It was good. Uh, also in the issue, uh, the 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 guy that you just heard, David Oyelowo, uh, the featured that was kind of came out of uh, parts of that conversation. And others, uh, there's a big feature on David in the issue uh, about his new movie, Captive. Uh, Christine Kane. Christine Kane yeah. is one of the biggest names in our generation and and leading our generation in the, in the church globally. And it was awesome to be able to kind of tell her story. I think it's funny how like we have readers in so many different spiritual streams. You know, I might have some reform readers, some charismatic readers, some Baptist readers. And while mostly what Relevant talks about is kind of stuff that we all can connect with and and things we're thinking about and experiencing, stuff that's relevant to our lives, you know, Um, it's funny when we talk to like different thought leaders and voices in the different streams because somebody who's huge in one stream. It's like unheard, you never heard of them in another stream. And I think that's really funny. So we love spotlighting the people who are kind of like leading the, the global move of God in our generation. Christine is doing something that's phenomenal. Not only is she an amazing speaker and teacher and all that, she's uh, started the A21 campaign, which is working on uh, trafficking and uh, issues. And it's a legit organization. I mean, it's like they've got global offices and they are freeing uh, girls from being uh, trafficked. And then she's also launched a thing in the last year called Propel Women, where she's raising up women in leadership in the church because the church has done a terrible job raising up women and equipping them to lead well, um, uh, or certain streams of the church, I should say. Certain streams have done a little bit better job. But she's like made it her mandate to kind of uh, champion this yeah. this change. And I can't think of many people, if any, who are more influential in kind of the direction of this generation spiritually than what Christine is doing. It was cool to read her thoughts about women in leadership and what she's doing in that realm. Uh, like you were saying, it's kind of a rare thing. Um, and her just being like unapologetically like, yes, I'm a leader and I'm comfortable in this and I'm going to speak and um, was really cool. And then also she just has an incredible backstory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And she too, like, I don't know many people who are so intentional about bridge building. She's not just bridge building between denominations. She's like really bridge building between the evangelical church and the Catholic church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she is, mm-hmm. and, but she is like the only women in a lot of these kind of global leader kind of back closed door meetings. And I mean, she's getting an audience with, I mean, the, the biggest people out there. And I'm telling you, like, she's uh, she's really making a difference. It's really fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the coolest things about her is that, and we were speaking about this uh, earlier about some other pastors and, and faith leaders, she doesn't seem to have a big agenda. Like uh, she even says in our interview piece, like she's a local church girl and she loves to read the Bible and pray and help other people do those kind of things well. And it's attractive to people. And I think yeah. she's authentic and she's just unafraid, you know? Yeah. Um, Hillsong Young and Free is also in the issue. Speaking of Australian, you know, Christians, uh, Christine's <laughs> from Hillsong Church. Uh, uh, Hillsong Young and Free, uh, you know, obviously United's been on our cover a couple times. Uh, Young and Free is kind of the, you know, ten ne- next 10 years uh, Hillsong group. So you got you got the Darling Chuck wave, you got the, the United wave, and now Hillsong Young and Free is... Hitting big time. They're here. Dance worship. Dance worship. worship. I like it. Yeah. Um, We we talked to Foles. Amazing new album. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Very cool new band. Very cool. Uh, We have a fall TV guide. Um, People kind of... Every year we like, you know, kind of picking the stuff that's, that's jumping out at us uh, on TV. And um, every fall, like there's another crop of stuff we're talking about. This year, we were able to notice several trends that's yeah. like, that really relate to our spot at the intersection of faith and culture. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's interesting. The, the, the trends that, you know, it's across networks, you know, we, we've seen uh, a, a lot of uh, reboots. There's, again, 
nothing new to this year except the evolution of it, all the like the supernatural and Bible shows, mm -hmm. uh, the reinvention of some old conventions like talk shows. Um, you know, we, obviously we have Trevor Noah taking over the daily show. Yeah. We have, uh, you know, the variety show is coming back with Neil Patrick Harris. So yeah, it was a lot of fun to look at those trends and kind of, uh, help provide some manner of curation for readers to say, Hey, these are the ones that we don't look out for. A couple other highlights in the issue. Um, Rob Fee wrote a great piece, uh, 14 Things Your Parents <laughs> Wouldn't Let You Do in the 90s. It was like, seriously, he was basically, dear Cameron, here's, what, yes, yeah, how exactly in the world right. are my parents exactly like his parents? Yeah, it's like he read everybody's parents' notes and just put them in a magazine. <laughs> Even with, with I, I'm a huge Jim Gaffigan fan, and and it, it, of all the great stuff we have, this is maybe my favorite piece in the magazine, because he just nails it. <laughs> he does. You want to you wanna give any away? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, so yeah, it's, it's the things my parents wouldn't let me do in the 90s. <laughs> uh, uh, well, some of them. Um, are are, uh, are are obvious, but one of my favorites was watch The Simpsons. Yeah, no way, I couldn't watch The Simpsons. Yeah. It's it's weird that there's a show that's that specific. That it wasn't just like watch raunchy TV. It was like watch The Simpsons. And everyone is it. I also like this one. Watch The Smurfs. Yeah, <laughs> Gargamel was a warlock, guys, and yeah. a lot of in a lot of our households off limits. Off limits. That's right. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away, mm. but if if you can relate to those, read this piece, and you will be smiling ear and, to ear. And on the other end of the content spectrum, so we have you know a lot of culture stuff, a lot of what God's doing in our generation, you know, kind of Christian nostalgia. On the other end of the spectrum, we have a really hard hitting uh, piece about. About divorce and the church and the and how the the church has handled divorce you know largely very poorly and so our you know our generation is largely ill-equipped to kind of have to navigate those waters mm -hmm. I obviously this was a, an important piece for me on my journey over the last couple of years and and we've been working on this story for a while I yeah. mean we we actually kind of kept evolving it and kept moving it to get it right uh, it's important that this is a conversation that the church is having yeah, absolutely. Um, in every issue, we have you know a lot of fun with uh, front matter, uh, covering a, a wide variety of things. You know, kind of happening, bite-sized stuff. And then we also have two special sections: reject apathy and maker. Reject apathy is where we cover like social justice and and living intentionally, and maker is where we kind of talk about like leadership, innovation, and impact. Uh, Jesse, you wrote the feature in, in reject apathy this week or this issue. Yeah, we actually looked at. Um GMOs and and sort of the holistic food movement, which I know, uh, you know, is of interest to a lot of not just Christians, but a, a lot of people who are concerned about social justice causes. And so I wanted to look at that issue from both perspectives, from people who are against the use of genetically modified uh, crops for a, a variety of reasons, including spiritual ones. We talked to um, some advocates who are Christians, and that's actually part of their value system is to be opposed it, but also to look at the social justice side of the issue, uh, talk to one of the world's leading scientists on genetically modified foods who showed that, you know, some of these innovations that are happening on farms can save lives overseas to people who don't have access to food. And so it's a complex issue. Got to talk to some people that were really educated and enlightening on the topic. And uh, yeah, it was a fun one. I know it's it's one of those issues that is very polarizing, but hopefully we're able to cover it in a way, uh, thanks to the people that we talk to, that can shed some light on it, no matter where you land on it. Yeah. Jesse's uh, piece about GMOs, and um, which we actually call What Would Jesus Eat, actually highlights one of my favorite things about the uh, the whole issue, which is just the variety. I mean, we've got a comedian on the cover 
who is wrestling things like faith and culture. We've tackled uh, things like crops and things like that. We've got DC and Marvel Comics stuck in there. Uh, we've got things as heavy and weighty and important as divorce. And then we've got ridiculous things, perhaps, that your parents wouldn't let you do in the 90s. Um, so in a lot of ways, I think it captures who Relevant is. Uh, and it should be a lot of fun for people to take a look at. Yeah. Well, there's the the usual, you know, entertainment uh, recommendations and, and music coverage and things like that as well. It's a great issue. Uh, it's it's out now. You can check it out on our website. You can subscribe at our website. Get the paper edition mailed to you. Uh, it's only a buck a month if you subscribe for the year. And uh, you can also, with a subscription, you get the iPad edition, or you can just get the iPad edition by itself over at the iTunes store. Uh, we'd appreciate the support, but we think you'd really like the magazine, too. It's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's chock full. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for joining us, guys. Stay tuned. Up next, feedback. Now, the song is Inhale, Exhale. Uh, it's N-A-O, so I might have mispronounced that. Nao, maybe? Nao? Nao. Okay. Uh, it's time for your feedback. Last week, and the during at the end of the live show, we you know we, we kind of recapped 10 years. We had some special guests come out, some surprise elements, some silent videos that we all enjoyed watching <laughs> together. And um, we asked you, what did the show miss? What would you have added to the live show if you were planning it all out? Uh, we were curious. You guys went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com, posted some replies there, and you also hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Here's, here's some of your feedback. Eddie uh, wrote in as Peter and said, DC Talk. Yeah. <laughs> we I, would have added them too. We tried. Yeah, we did try. They, they messed up Peace Day. they also hate unions between fast food companies uh john you know he wanted to know (laughs) i actually thought that was nickel about back at first now i'm guessing was it uh dot 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 staff members no it was nickelback (laughs) (laughs) that band was really good yeah it was a good band yeah it was a bunch of musician friends yeah jeremiah we we rehearsed way more than we should have can can i tell you something um uh cory chin who's the the drummer uh backstage when we were getting ready he's like uh it's funny to me and he kind of had this sullen look on his face he's like i just realized um this is the biggest audience I'll ever play for. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm playing uh, Nickelback. And you could just, he didn't really finish that thought. He just kind of had the, he said the moment out loud and then just kind of sat there. And I'm like, I and I was like, cool, man, I'm so glad you're here. This is going to be super fun. <laughs> it was really, it was really funny. All those years of drumming lessons yeah. Yeah. culminated in this. Oh, man. So, some people brought up that we missed the phrases. That mm. was literally not an intentional thing. It was just, there was something had to give. And yeah, I, and it was we one just, last. Yeah, we just didn't remember. <laughs> didn't remember. Yep. Sorry. Sorry about yeah. that. I was a whole question of the week. You guys sent in some great stuff for us to say. Yeah. We probably said weird things that you guys might have thought we were playing along that game, but um, <laughs> nope. 
That's just us saying weird I thought stuff. of it at some point during the middle of the show, and I was like, we can't. This is <laughs> just at the end. Kenji said they uh, missed Jesse's close-up magic, so we were all disappointed at that, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Again, it just wouldn't have translated. You know, I tried to make sure everything I did hit <laughs> <laughs> home. Would be, would be everything I do for this podcast and for back talk. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't know is mostly me stretching. <laughs> Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. I do. I do make sure there's an audio component, so that's why there's no close-up magic. Oh, my um, back hurts. Uh, JJ said they would have liked to see uh, Shauna read her book to a group of kids, pretending it was a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> what? Oh, wearing the Dr. Seuss oh, hat. hat. Yeah. Right. Someone, someone on Twitter said something about me whispering uh, Italian. What, what did I call my sim? Italian burrito italian burrito yeah and i like didn't remember whispering that at all and i listened to it and it is really creepy all of a sudden i'm just like italian burrito <laughs> um evan said uh it, the show and i agree could he use more edgy eddie hot takes yeah well yeah. you know it was we were funny a hot take light when that when that guy stood up and started asking questions yeah i was like what can i do here because he is gonna ask something yeah and i'm not gonna lie yeah. I, I was very very i wasn't like uncomfortable but i was very nervous about that <laughs> i felt like it went okay kind of okay I, I did a couple of people mentioned how i botched some lyrics and that would that is true and i that that was the main thing i was upset about don't you, know? you be down. that was the main thing not the naps you were taking don't on stage. don't you get down on yourself jesse <laughs> again again you know some some physical ailments like uh <laughs> mild did. lower back discomfort you just can't help i mean that's a part of life <laughs> <laughs> all right well that'll do it for last week's feedback it's time for this week's editorial question of the week it's hey. Well, clearly we have a moral dilemma on our cast. <laughs> yeah. Um, coming up soon is Peace Day, and mm. we feel we we feel I think we're in unison here. I got to tell you, I don't know a lot about Peace Day either. So if people look it up and it's actually kind of a bad thing, I did not research it. <laughs> I just I just want to say this, I read a headline, and I'm not even entirely sure I got that right. Yeah, I made up most of what I brought up. I yeah, just it's to, it's from Scientology. Really doesn't want peace in the world. Yeah. Rule number three: just you Scientology don't have to is behind it. Yeah, so we're in. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, coming up is Peace Day, and uh, we think that Jeremiah Dunlap should have to do something to make atonement for the dimes that he stole from the patrons of McDonald's he's got, 13 years ago. He's got yeah. thetans to expunge. <laughs> can, can I make a joke. suggestion? Yes, please. I think you should publicly humiliate yourself by t- covering a terrible rock montage in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think there is something to... I. Yeah, I want to get McDonald's involved. Yeah, I think they'll. I think they'll care about this. I think we need to film it, and I think he needs to go back to the scene of the crime. Yeah, you you know, you know what would be you (laughs) It would be so terrible and ironic. You know, when you go to one of those stores and they're like, you know, it's like just as a policy. We prosecute all shoplifting. We don't like it. It's just the policy. It's a cor- yeah. corporate. We can't yeah. make an exception. Yeah. If we get a call and, and, and Jeremiah gets is in actual legal trouble because but of he, that. Like, but hey, he I'm in Tallahassee not- in jail. Well, number one, he <laughs> didn't steal from McDonald's. He stole from people. Right. He so, stole uh, 10 cents at a time from individuals. At 40 bucks total. 13 years ago, statute of limitations had to have run out on that. 
Hey, I can't do that math. What is that? Ten cents at forty dollars? How much that division? What four hundred people? That's a class action lawsuit, homie. No, it's I, I will say this. I will say this, <laughs> Jeremiah. <laughs> yeah. If you end up going to the clink over this, right? I'm breaking you out, man. We're like, help it's you my home. dream to be part of a prison break, and this is the opportunity. <laughs> That'll be the next episode of uh, American Heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Outlaw Heroes. <laughs> Outlaw Heroes. There yeah. You go. yeah, it's me. Which, by the way, we need to give a quick update. Yes, oh, please. Yeah. Do we? Lane yeah, we Pittman. Do. Uh, this past week, went who was to court. our our first outlaw hero? The guy who got uh, you know in trouble with the police for playing the the national anthem or oh, God yeah. bless America, whatever it was, in his electric guitar on July Fourth of July. Yeah. yeah, being a patriot. Yeah, uh, uh, he was he was arrested, uh, charged with numerous things. Um, I judge all charges have been dropped. He is a free man, and freedom reigns, and we can still rock on the guitar in this country. So, congrats, mm, Lane. We yeah. take full credit. And, for yeah, actually, I, I think just like Serial reopened uh, that that Saeed's case, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think or Adnan's case, I think. I think we did something. I there. think we did something there, yeah. and uh, the national pressure on that on that police. Yeah, commissioner. It, we yeah. closed one, and now we're about to open another one with this sweet guy who stole from McDonald's. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, we didn't. Yeah, they stole yeah. from people. Oh, they stole from people. That's right. At McDonald's. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so we got forty. So the question yeah. of the week is: How's he going to make atonement for yeah. the forty bucks? What should that- Jeremiah Dunlap have to do to make it right uh, for stealing forty dollars of dimes from customers at McDonald's thirteen years ago? Yeah. Tallahassee Is that what it would be? Tallahassee. Tallahassee. Tallahassean. We we in Florida we just call them rednecks. <laughs> Lord. Yeah, Jacksonville, that didn't go over well, did it? That was like the only live boo. booing. And yeah. somebody commented, Oh, look, for the first time they're hearing you know, when they say something bad yeah. about a city, they're hearing people like viscerally react. But I thought of all the cities in America, Jacksonville would have been a safe bet. You can't defend liking Jacksonville. I am from I am from both Tallahassee and Jacksonville. Yes. And I agree with you. <laughs> I think they call. I think that. I think there are Panhandle beaches that, that are called the, the Redneck Riviera. Riviera, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, all right. So, write in at Relevant Podcast on Twitter, or you can post your comments underneath the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Just DM me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And if you are, DM a poli- your local law if you're an officer of the law, yeah. Uh, if you're an officer of the law, I was just kidding. It's just a joke. Don't worry about it. All just podcast yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, just a joke. <laughs> just jokes. Real. All right. That'll do it for this week's show. Many thanks to our sponsors. Remember, at Squarespace, you can start your free trial today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use our offer code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase. And at Harry's, when you go to harrys.com, use promo code RELEVANT5 at checkout for $5 off and start shaving better today. Thanks to David Oyelowo for talking to us. Make sure to check out his new movie, Captive, in theaters on September 18th. And thanks to the editorial team for sitting in. The new issue of Relevant is out now. I think you'll like it a lot. You can get the iPad edition at the i um, you know i iTunes store and you can uh, go to realmagazine.com now. It's only a buck a month if you subscribe for the year. Make sure to check uh, make sure to subscribe also to our YouTube channel. All the videos from the live event are up including the full show. Um and also, uh, excerpts are back. Uh, now that we're past the show, we are yeah. back to doing the weekly uh, excerpts. All the tech is working. It's exciting. There you go. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Jeremiah Dunlap. I'm Joy Eggridge. I'm Jesse Carey. We'll see you next week.
Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Connect with us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast, and get bonus material from this episode and more at the podcast section on relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check the magazine out. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. On this episode, Lift With Your Legs, Myth or Reality.